0: 2024 is here, which means new year, new you. No matter what your resolution may be, make sure you look good while doing it with our brand new line of Second Wind hats, hoodies, t-shirts, and more over at Shark Robot. Want to lose that belly fat? Wear your fully ramblomatic hoodie and laugh at an industry that never learns anything.
1: Tee hee hee, oh my sights.
0: Planning to eat healthier? Cook up a meal fit for Daverella Easter and an entire D&D group with your adventure is nigh jumper. Want to read more books? Go to the theater in your backdrop t-shirt. Movies. They're just like books, but better. Want your voice to sound more like Frost's? Well, that's
2: probably not gonna happen, but look over there, it's a cold take ad. Head over to sharkrobot.com slash second dash wind or click on the link in the description to check out all the new merch today. Act fast because some of it is only available for a limited time, just like our fragile lives, floating on a
0: rock in a void of nothingness. How peaceful. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Second Winds Firelink Podcast, episode number seven for Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. My name is Marty Saliva. As always, I'm joined by Nick Calandra, Casey Wosu, producer Eric on the Wheels of Steel, and our special guest tonight, Ka Adams of Spawn On Me and the upcoming Spawnies Awards show. Ka, it is so good to have you here.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I got my, I got my Miss America wave going today. It's, it's incredible. Nice. He's doing well. <laughs> He's running. How, how He's how running. <laughs> <laughs> I have figured out how the hand motion goes. Uh f- first of all, I, before we jump into it today, I have to give all of you a huge bunch of congratulations. I swear this has been the coolest launch of <laughs> a new space uh, a new outfit that I've seen in a long time. I know Nick and I re kibitzed in the back many, many times just to talk no, yeah. about like the way things are moving and, and, and all that kind of conversations, but it has been so inspirational to see how, how you all have been moving and how everything has been growing and all the cool work that you've been doing. It makes me reinvigorated to do this work and to see you all succeed. So thank you for, for, for taking that, taking that big leap of faith and, and knocking it out of the park. So, so it's, it's super dope to see. Thank you. Yeah, thank it's you. been uh, a <laughs> it's only been two months. It's that's wild about it yeah it's dope it's super super dope so yeah thank you for having me yeah you're absolutely
0: so you're so gracious you're too gracious i'm gonna say <laughs> honestly this is about us this is about you uh because aside from the incredible work you do week in and week out uh, at spawn on me uh you are hosting the spawnies award show um that's uh is it what's the date monday the 30th that's right
3: we're doing it on february 29th uh 6 p.m pst so it's almost a month away. From uh, from making day. all that happen, yeah. yeah. I was That's like, we're gonna day. we're gonna get the last bit of this Black History Month if, if anybody <laughs> right. else doesn't <laughs> milk it for all it's
2: worth. Oh hell you, yeah! You and like, <laughs> <into> Final <laughs> Fantasy get the last words of the
3: month. Oh, uh, I forgot Final uh, Fantasy's on. Yo, see Final <laughs> Fantasy taking my shine. What's up with that? We've Got to talk to them. <laughs> but um, it's the second time for them. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes indeed, yes indeed. <laughs> no doubt, the rebirth in a whole different way. That's yeah. a whole other conversation, but. Um, yeah, the Spawnies Spawnies Three is coming uh, in the, at the end of February, Black Issue Month. Um, you know, we've had a fantastic run so far. Uh, for folks who don't know what the Spawnies are, you know, a couple of years ago, there was a big conversation about you know what is the video game space doing to talk to not only the conversation around diversity, but talking to you know giving developers a space to be able to really talk about the work that they do. I think Spawn on Me as a as a show which is now in its 10th year. Uh, that was the impetus and kind of, you know, foundation for what our show was was trying to be, was a space where you could go talk to me, uh, you know, my, my, my former co-hosts, the, the folks who are in the audience, and but really get a, a good nuanced take on the industry, get a nuanced take on games, get a nuanced take with developers talking to folks at home about what they do. Because at the end of the day... You know, for me, as a person who straddles a couple of those lines of, uh, you know, I don't like to say influencer because that's weird. Uh, As a person who makes content, as a content creator, uh, a a person in the kind of enthusiast press and a person who works in the development space myself. um, It's a lot of those folks just don't get love. And and, and the audiences that play these games don't really have a reverence anymore for. The ridiculous amounts of work and time and effort that so many human beings take to make the things that we all love and enjoy. Uh, and, And I think about it as all of these wonderful, beautiful humans could be using their brains for something totally different, but they've tried to do something in this life that brings people joy. And there's a good energy around that. Let's talk about that. Let's bring that to the conversation. And the Spawnies is an extension of that, where, you know, a lot of the folks that I come in contact with who are having discussions around diversity, inclusion, and equity, and the greater video game uh, community and, and development world, they don't get a chance to see black and brown kids who, who are doing that work. You know, you know, they don't get a chance to see folks who from underrepresented spaces. Even if you may see their name in, names in the credit, you don't know who they are. Because they don't really have a, a place to be seen or a place to, to showcase their work. And our show is trying to rectify that in, in, in some way. So the, the the kind of big line in the sky, the kind of most aspirational thing is, as soon as you turn the Spawnies on, from the time that you start that show to the end of that show, you see nothing but people of color for the entire show. Um, and we've gotten pretty close. We You know, we're at probably 92%. Uh, in terms of of getting to that number of a hundred percent and it's been brilliant it's been fun we're doing stuff that nobody else is doing and can't do uh because we're connected to 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 cultures in that way and 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 it feels really good to to put something out in the world that people enjoy. people are starting to really have an understanding of what we're trying to do and it's dope it just it's a fun show like a lot of yeah. the stuff in the industry right now is so dour. And a lot mm-hmm. of the, the, the energy is so down. And and again, reasonable for all the layoffs and the conversations that are happening in in, in that conversation. But even before a lot of those news, news beats hit and all of that information started to really bubble up from press to players to all that stuff was always about how negative everything is around the thing that we all spend time with and love and enjoy. And I'm like, for an hour and a half, you're going to get a show that has music. You're going to get a show with, you know, some fun additions to it through, you know, the the weird art and names of our categories and stuff uh, for, for our show. And you're going to come away with it feeling better about being a person who loves this thing that we call video games. So that's the hope. And, and that's the aspirational goal.
0: Nice. I like your your game of the year award is called the Cheddar Bay Biscuit. I can't. You, yeah. think Jeff Keely, <laughs> you think Jeff
3: Keighley's ever eaten a Cheddar Bay Biscuit? <laughs> I think he's done it, but he's, I think he's done it, but he's done it in quiet. Like, like it's one of those, like a shameful thing. Um, he,
2: he came from like, uh, like, I don't want I'm not like getting at him, but he, he came from money. Right. Like mm. that may be beneath his station. Like the no. red Lobster out. It. Here's the thing though. I think, I think I don't, I don't want Jeff to be in the corner. Like I'm eating
3: this biscuit cause this was biscuit. But like, here's the thing. Because I've had a lot of conversations over the past, you know, since the Game Awards of last year, and even bubbled up even more this year, of a lot of folks kind of getting at Jeff and being like, well, he's not doing this, and he's not doing that, and X, Y, and Z. And I'm not going to, like, jump on a soapbox and be like,
2: I love Jeff Keeley."
3: Like, Jeff Keeley's a dope human being from the conversations that we've had and the, and the interactions
2: we've had. Like I am a legit fan of his, like back from when he was like a journalist and like writing stuff for uh, various gaming magazines. Like I've always known that name in the industry. And, and,
3: and I I want to talk about that because I think to a certain extent, like it goes back to that thing I talked about initially, which is reverence. Right. And there are, I'm standing on so many different shoulders to be able to have this medium basement studio, (laughs) And to be able to have talked to, you know, the heads of most of the largest companies in the gaming space on the planet. And I go into that with a little bit of humility to be able to say, like, it is hard to do what Jeff Keighley is doing as a person who is doing this show on no money (laughs) and struggling to figure out how to make it happen every year and getting to see the spectacle that he puts on every year. I got a huge level of appreciation for the work that goes into doing a thing that you don't have to do. Mm. And I think that's a big part of the conversation is like, people will crap and moan on him. I don't know. I forgot if I could cuss, but people will piss and moan about whatever you want. People shit on him <laughs> for <laughs> it just keeps for... getting worse. And we're like, Oh no, <laughs> you can't go that far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, these are my people. Uh But, but but like, people shit on him for for doing a thing that, honestly, in that space, if you think about, you know, the means in which he came from and all those pieces, you don't have to do any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, there is a layer when he says, I do this because I love it. There is a a, a scintilla of that being true, even if you don't believe it. And, you know, the thing that has come across for most of the years that I've seen Jeff be in the space is, like, the, the biggest knock you can have on him is, like, he feels like he could potentially be a little bit plastic. Right. Mm. And I don't think you do this work if you're that kind of person. Right. I don't think you jump into a space to do a thing that no one else on the planet is doing at that space as a single individual who has now gotten a team without having an understanding of why you want to do it. The same reason he's doing that in that space to make the Oscars for what it is, is the reason why, I spend half a year trying to get the spawnies off the ground so that we have a space to talk about what we love and to do it in a different angle than what he's potentially doing. Which I think, you know, during those conversations, during the game awards and, you know, them not having conversations about the the layoffs and the the stuff that's happening in the world. Had a lot of people roll up on me and was like, yo, Kai, like, you know how people get their eyes real excited for you Mm -hmm. and they get real hype for you. And, you know, I appreciate it because it, tell, it tells me that I'm doing it right. And it tells me that people will have a respect for the work that I do. But a lot of people were like, yo, Ka, Game Awards wasn't hitting. Like, you could do it. You could be the cat to do it this get year. It. Like you could be the dude. Like, Spawnies could be the show. And I was like, you don't have Spawny's money to give me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also. So you can't get any that- Muppets on the show? Uh, yeah, I was like, you know, like I here is my PayPal. Like you can hit me up, whenever you want, and put some money in the bucket. <laughs> like that's the trick there. That's the wow. trick there. But also, there's another layer of that conversation. I think is even more important. And I got I got caught up into that hype for a hot second too, because everyone wants to be the man, right? Yeah. Jeff mm, is yeah. the man. I'm, I'm okay with saying Jeff is the man. But when I thought about it, I was like, if I try to be that, then I lose what is important about our show and I lose what is the avenue and the lane where I can do the best work. Because anyone, again, it takes money, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes a lot of people. Anyone can do what Jeff is doing at the Game Awards. There are very few people who can do what I'm doing with the small knees. They just aren't. They don't have that combination of understanding the audience. and so they don't have that conversation mm-hmm. about connecting with audiences and people of color and, and underrepresented groups in that way. I mean, I get it totally right all the time, but I am way closer to that conversation in a way, you know, just doing this on my own and, and pulling in some really smart and fun people than he can be because of who he is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so it changes that conversation in a much bigger way. And I'm like, if I can make my lane as big as his lane, that's better because then I get way more layers of the cake than he can do. Right. Yes. So, So many, uh, so many people how
4: like armchair Jeff and everything kind of like I I could do it better and this is how it should be but they never like put up and actually do it and like you know uh you know as you said you don't have money for the spawnies. and like when we were doing the indie showcase back on the escapist we didn't have money for that either like yeah. it was just Omar and I basically putting all that together ourselves to you know just showcase indies it's like any you're right anybody could do this so if you're gonna you know, go after the people that do it well, you better put your money where your mouth is. Or yeah, if you don't have money, at least you
3: put your effort where your, uh, your mouth is. Yeah, it's, it comes down to two things. It comes down to money and it comes down to imagination. Well, three things money, imagination, and uh, access. Yeah. And support. That's four things. I just keep four, adding four things, things to they
0: it. They just keep multiplying. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, it's like you want we'll like,
3: 10 by the end of the show. It's <laughs> like pals, right? And they just come out, yeah. of the, out of the ball and then you get more stuff. But it's, but it's that <laughs> layer of stuff of like, if you understand how hard it is to build a thing. And I love, like, I got a chance to host Dice some years ago. Which was which was amazingly fun, and that was a really transformative moment because I got a chance to see how the soup was made, and I was like, "Oh, there's a lot that that makes this happen, and there's a lot of stuff that goes mm-hmm. into this for a show that, to be honest, people don't watch." Right, and there's another conversation about that later, but I think learning about what that means for the industry and seeing again the, the I will double down on that word reverence, the reverence that everyone in that room has for each other and for each other's work. And for a medium that is still fairly young and we're still trying to, you know, plant our own flags in a lot of the ways that all of these other industries have already done and have an understanding and language and all of those pieces already for it. Gaming industry is still having the dumbass conversations like is gaming art. I'm like, shut up. Why are we still having that conversation? Yeah, like- Why are we still doing the thing where we are not standing on our own version of business and saying, we understand that we are the folks doing this work. We have a. We understand that we have the ability and the know-how and the knowledge and all of that energy to be able to do that. But we constantly do this thing as an industry where we we give our power
2: away to other people to tell us that we have value right. when we've constantly already done it for validation. Right? Yeah, that was one of the big criticisms of. Jeff's show was that yeah. it was freaking stuffed with Hollywood celebrities and yeah. you know cameos and like giving extra time to people who in I guess in his mind were validating their presence, like gaming's presence. When right. like gaming is kind of its own thing that can be a big deal on its own. But like the confidence isn't get there it. yet.
4: Well, and you know, I get it. Like you people, know. you know, we, we we say people don't watch dice and I think, you know, Kai, you've 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 figured it out. If you make your show actually entertaining and tell stories yeah. and make people want to watch it, it'll show up. And, you know, I think I think Jeff has kind of lost the plot with the game wars a little bit thinking, like, I have to have all these announcements to boost my numbers up every year where I think that's where kind of the I think the disconnect for Jeff is like you do it because you love it. But also, like, you know, he's trying to grow the audience every year. And yeah, uh, like it has to for, be bigger each time. Right. Yeah. At yeah. least for something like dice, you know, hopefully they figure out or if somebody does, else figures it out, like just tell the human stories. That's like what people connect with as they're listening. And yeah, if you don't worry about the viewership as much, then you can have a more interesting show. Mm. i
0: think for the fans i do feel like this year especially in the next few months when we have the spawnies we have gdc awards we have the dice awards Mm. like this is kind of the like okay you said you want a show that's gonna like be funny (laughs) and focus on the deaths. we have shows for you so you better show up to them because if if december rolls around (laughs) and you're complaining about the game awards again watching it while still having not watched those things that's on you like you're not you're not helping the change
4: Yep, looking at you, Chat. You can't be cynical about the game of words. Don't yell at Chat. Chat why, why, why <laughs> <turn> <laughs> oh,
0: what's going on. Our
3: I love you, Chet. I I love you Chat. I love you, Chat. But I understand it <laughs> though. Like, there's a, <laughs> there's a, <laughs> but there's a part of that that I also understand, right? Where like everything works off of clout and hype in a lot mm-hmm. of different circumstances, like. We can't we can't remove that layer of it from the equation and expect people to give a crap. We are yeah. in the most busy space in all of human history in terms of things trying to pull your attention and to not understand that you need to be able to go back and say, well, like, yeah, yeah a lot of people watch the Oscars and they watch the Grammys and all that other kind of stuff. They don't really look at it to see who won an award. They look at it to see the performances. Most Mm. people don't give a, the the people who don't give a crap about the actual football and Super Bowl, they will damn sure go watch the halftime show. So it's Mm. like, you have to understand the hook of why people do that stuff. And if you understand that, then you'll understand why Jeff is doing what that, what, what he's doing. The thing that is that interesting disconnect is does the audience, who is at home care about the same thing that the developers in the room care about. And if you know what is happening between those two spaces, you know, the answer is no.
4: Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> very, very different. Twitter, Twitter is its own yeah. audience at home. Uh, uh, own, audience its own audiences. So you, you'll never, yeah, you'll never satisfy them all. So like, I don't know if I was Jeff, I just, you know, Twitter I mean, if you, would be like the least just of my doing concerns. What doing yeah, getting,
0: like, he's going up every he's year. Winning, yeah, yeah like he, he's, he's getting like
2: more Avengers <laughs> and more Wonkas, yeah. right? Like, Kojima hasn't said no to an invite yet, so yeah. now Kojima's <laughs> bringing his buddies, bringing Jordan Jordan Pool. <laughs> the the funniest the funniest Game Award
3: moment that I've seen. Uh, I was lucky enough to be featured in the Game Awards for a segment. They do this uh, like kind of up and coming uh, future the future class uh uh pieces that they do and I was luckily enough to be featured in one of them and I think you know it is one of my most proudest moments of being able to say I was in that you know they came to the house came to the studio did all the stuff and, and and walked walked around with me in Portland uh like I go outside but I don't know that that was fake news that was all fake I was outside but was <laughs> but outside. it was Yeah I was like what air get the hell out of here <laughs> um and it was great because at that moment it was a uh like you have made it kind of moment, right? The thing that made it even better was like right before that sting performed and I got a bigger ovation than sting did in the room, (laughs) which was fire. Cause I was sitting in the pew. I was sitting in the pews. It was, it was not church. I was sitting in the audience and sting just did his thing. And I'm looking, I'm like, yo, I'm like 50 feet away from sting. And people are golf clapping Sting. (laughs) And I knew from that moment that I was like, this ain't it. Yeah. (laughs) And that was a a really good moment for me, right? Because I wasn't thinking about putting on an award show really at that point. Um, But seeing people golf clap Sting in the room and being too cool for school for Sting. And me getting more love than he did in the audience because I'm doing a thing that matters in this industry. At least I hope I am. (laughs) <laughs> that was a thing that that made me feel like, oh, OK, well, there's a space here that we're missing and I might be able to fill at least a version of what that potentially can be. Um, and I think that is the 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 driving force continues to be like, how do we up the level of, you know, production? And, you know, we had Austin Creed in the show, you know, roasting my, my good friend Paris Lily. uh, you know, you know, uh, Xavier Woods. I'm sorry. uh, WWE Superstar Xavier Woods uh, mm. on the show. Uh, doing that stuff like he was kind enough to do a skit for us right like we we, we won't have a skit this year because I just didn't have time but oh, man, uh, you
4: gotta you got to get a cook off between you and you and Paris
3: on the we're on trying the we're just trying to find somebody <laughs> to get some money to, to sponsor it because um, <laughs> I'm not doing anything for free you know I'm, I'm not your dancing monkey I'm yeah, not doing them that know. Let yeah. them know. Yep. Yeah, look I, I, I'm always down to get some sponsored content to happen and I, re- I really actually wanted to happen because now I'm even getting tired of the joke <laughs> i'm like i don't know how much i can talk about this it's thing.
0: just a really easy way to solve it it's just someone come in and give you a bunch of money yeah. and you guys will do it
3: i'm just <laughs> yeah. saying just make it happen like, let's, um, let's get it over with yeah just let's just yeah, how it how, how is a grill company not approaching you about this yet what are they doing we've had grills sent to us i have a grill sent to you. <laughs> weber sent me a grill traeger sent him a grill but the interesting conversation about around that was at least from the weber side was um because I basically they they got in my DMs and I was like here's this fun thing that we're doing. I showed them all the stuff with the mm-hmm. the video I had made and that video had like Kurt Angle in it and Montel Jordan in it and all these. I spent a lot of Fiverr money, uh, Fiverr or was it Cameo money that 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 year <laughs> sure. to get all that stuff to work. <laughs> and it was great. It was a really fun skit. It was, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh And Weber like jumped in my DMs and it was like hey let's talk and does the... so we had the conversation. They were like we really don't want to fight with Traeger. We really wanted <laughs> we to be lose. like super chill. And I was like, we're not beefing like in a real beef way. Uh, but they were like, they kind of got cold feet when, when they saw other people yeah, jump into brands. the conversation.
2: They're, yeah, they're and I was scary. like,
3: I was like, Oh, this is going to be so much fun. there were a lot of fun potential things that we were going to do uh, with that, with that skit or with that, you, <laughs> you know, know with you, that meme that we're doing. You should mm. hit up, you should hit
4: up like outdoorsy companies and just do it like on a grill, griddle outside
3: in the woods. Something. <laughs>
4: Yeah, get like get REI or or, or Cabela's
3: the sponsor. <laughs> you see, if you see my big ass outside of PAX with a grill, you'll know what happened. <laughs> I'm out here cooking in front of GDC. This is how we're getting it done this year. <laughs> <laughs> Got to pay the bills. Got to pay the bills. no doubt. Oh man.
0: Uh, but, so what did yeah. you? Uh, you're you're putting on this show that's going to be sort of a a look back, a celebration of 2023. What did you What did you think of 2023
3: on the whole? I mean, it was a fantastic year for games, man. Like I think. You know, uh, uh, outside of all the the industry, you know, grossness in terms of the hiring and firings parts. Mm -hmm. What a fantastic year for games like there was so many bangers in that year that I still am rolling through my backlog of stuff of trying to figure Mm -hmm. like what 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 can I get back to and what did I miss? And like, I'm still like, oh, I am I should go play some Armored Core. I got it (laughs) to have it. I've been everyone said it was super dope. Like, I should go play that. Uh, But I've been stuck on. a couple of games that are, you know, kind of more recent uh, of late. But I think I think the thing that I think about for that year was in a lot of times when you have a really stellar year, it is very similar to like in genre and in scope of game and, you know, kind of, of game that captures a certain level of audience. There were so many different experiences within Mm -hmm. 2023 and there were so many different ways you could play and conversations around different games and stuff that was happening, you know, even tertiary to the the games themselves, that it was really cool to be able to see. Everyone have a good time, even though they wouldn't say it on social, they they were having a good time in the in the crib. They were enjoying themselves and a lot of hmm. people were like, Yo, I have stuff to play in a time when everyone has that, Oh, I don't have anything to play. And I'm like, You're out of your mind. Yeah, hmm. if
0: you if That's you fair. at any like point in the back half of last year said I don't have anything to play, it's like maybe you just don't like games. <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> because <laughs> right?
0: if one of these games isn't speaking to you, no matter if it's like, you know, something smaller like Cocoon or all the way up to you know, Baldur's Gate, Alan right. Wake and Zelda and Resi, and Street Fighter, like one of these games has to speak to you.
3: Something. And I think that that's a big part of the, the the thrust of like moving in from that year into this year. I think 2023 was such a fantastic year. It, it feels like you can't continue to have that level of quality moving into the next year. But even if you look at the, the upcoming roster for this year, there's so much cool stuff that's happening in so many small pockets and big pockets of stuff. Three,
4: three 80 plus tier games in two weeks already.
3: Yeah, we three wow. weeks into the year, and I'm already
0: feeling like I'm behind. And I'm like, Guys, I'm like I am I behind Bodo. already. I am because well, bo- <laughs> it's like so. Like, uh, Prince of Persia comes out; it's great. Yep. Yakuza comes out on Friday; it's great. Yep. Or like, A Dragon comes out; it's great. Apparently, Tekken yep. great. Yep. We're about to have Persona. And we're about to have Suicide Squad. We're getting Final Fantasy in a month. Like, it's wild. We it's right
2: now pent-up. yeah, power world
0: completely forgot about, <laughs> well, that. yeah, I mean, that's the main topic we're going to talk about is <laughs> yeah. It's then you have these games who come out of relative nowhere, I mean, we knew about Power world, we didn't know seven million in five days, power world was yeah. coming here, but uh yeah, it's 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 just wild. there's no slowing down. I don't know if this is all like uh sort of residual uh after the after the pandemic after covid, you
2: know, mm-hmm. like studios it finally sort of like what it is, yeah, like all the stuff yeah. that they had been working on and got pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed finally came out of the other side and like I, it seems like it's even spilling over into this year a little mm-hmm. bit so i'm I'm curious when it will actually dry up or if that momentum will kind of take them because they have built that goodwill and they have good building blocks from all the time it took to build uh, like because there's a lot of like first timers too like games mm-hmm. that will uh, basically birth new franchises going forward right like liza p for example the mm-hmm. next game coming from that studio is going to be big as hell yeah mm-hmm. absolutely so mm-hmm we might we might just be in a new game renaissance that's all i'm saying the pandemic might have killed millions of people but it <laughs> might help,
3: might help there, you know, <laughs> the phoenix rising you gotta look at silver liners guys silver lining, silver liners. but but i agree like i think i think that it's going to be one of those conversations about like because everybody does the, the the retro afterwards, and you figure mm-hmm. out, like, all right, let's go back to 2023, or what was, what was the last big, super big gaming year? I can't remember, but, like...
0: 2017, maybe.
3: 2017. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I think most people have the, the kind of biggest nostalgia for. Mm-hmm. And I think this will be one of those years where people will go back and we're like, 2023 was just redonkulous in terms of so many cool things that got a chance to play or, you know, got a chance to see or stuff that didn't make it, that was supposed to go out, that didn't go out. Because um, we had a lot of, besides, you know, games kind of just like, besides studios closing, we had a lot of games that were supposed to come out that just didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a lot of hype around games that just wind up not not actually doing anything that day before. Oh, boy. <laughs> man uh, listen don't bring up that game around me
0: i mean i, I know
3: Mark, <laughs> nick nick just nick just like just just pulled the shotgun out from underneath the desk he was like man <laughs> taking somebody i feel, out I feel like nick was like
4: statement from this morning i was like is this towards me
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it's wild man
0: with pal world now it's
3: fine everything everything's fine with pal world. Really? The, game. the world has changed yeah overnight
0: what do you what do you think about the, the sort of segueing into Palworld, but part yeah. of this whole thing? Uh it is crazy to me that a week ago no one was talking about Palworld, and now it is all I see. Like it is all. And do you think this is one of those things where that's just how the little ecosphere of of gaming Twitter that we're in is? Like, there's always a what is the main character yeah. for this? You know, x amount of weeks or whatever, and it was. Last year you had the Hogwarts Legacy period, you had the Starfield period. You know uh-huh. you have these you have these little uh, little pockets. Like, what do you think? Is that just what this is, or is like is is Pal World like a legit game changer?
3: I don't think so. I th- I think this is the 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 this is gonna really date me, but this is like the pet rock of 2023. <laughs> like this is this thing does not have legs. In, in any real way from what I from what I can tell from both a, a, a game perspective having played it and from like the business perspective of like and and to a certain extent like the culture is just different right like we move on so quickly from stuff that nothing really has legs anymore. Like there are a few things that, that have staying power and sticking power. And a lot of and for as much as people poo-poo microtransactions and live service Mm. games and all of those conversations. What games are actually staying around? It's those games. Mm. It's a lot of those titles. It is the Fortnite. It is, you know, Halo Infinite had a had a really nice comeback in a lot of different ways. Halo is better than it's ever been, at least in my at least in my interpretation. So if you have an established IP or if you're, you know, borrowing a whole bunch of IP, uh, not not talking about Power World, but, you know, i talking, talking about Fortnite, but like they have figured out the cycle of how do you keep a game relevant in a way that I don't think Power World has the people power to do and has the kind of uh, um, mind share to do like this is happening now. Six months from now, no one's going to be talking about Power World. Like this will yeah. not be a thing that's going to be around. Last year
4: uh V Rising took every, it took the world to storm. <laughs> and, right. I mean, it sold over 3 million copies and people still play it. People still like really like it, but uh yeah, I mean, power, World's going to be big for probably a couple months and yeah. we'll, we'll see where it goes. I think the, I think the only reason it's blowing up right now is because, you know, I think it hit that very specific. Well, at first it, They did the market research perfectly. Everybody wanted a creature collecting game where you could shoot them and survival building, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. The trailers were really well done for that. Uh, And then the controversy, like they hit exact right time where everybody's pissed off about ai <laughs> and, and, and so basically they got free marketing for themselves
3: just by the nature of that
2: oh it's so funny too. so
4: much bullshit
0: it's so well, much bullshit
3: well here's I, the thing though and i, and I, I want to pause you on that because i because i'm happy you talked about the ai thing mm-hmm. and the kind of energy of the space that you talked about marty the thing that i find the most frustrating about this conversation around power world is less the AI stuff, because people definitely jumped into their everything is bad, everybody's effing it up bag really early, mm-hmm. and did that thing that we tell most folks not to do, which is to jump to conclusions. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: Yep. Um, so, I, you know, me on, on that conversation, like, I understand the reasons why people are mad about generative AI. Like, I get all of those pieces of the conversation. We actually had a really good episode with um, uh, Tremel Isaac uh, mm-hmm. on, on the show, right when that was starting to bubble up. And he was a developer. He used to work at Boss Key. Now he's working at a whole bunch of other. Different. He's the, basically the, the person who made Vault Boy. If you ever seen the Vault Boy design, it's him. Uh, Tremell Ray Isaac. Um, the thing that is the most interesting and frustrating about this conversation is for an industry that is full of people who want to see the little person get their due. This should be the come up story of the year but everyone is crapping on it for various reasons of stuff that is not founded in any truth. The stuff that is true is weird because it basically is saying, if you are even curious about the technology, we have to throw you in the gulag. And that is weird to me. Like that part to me is the thing that I think a lot of folks are messing up in the industry across a lot of the media space. And a lot of the folks who we know as kind of the biggest, the bigger names in the kind of journalism and, and media space is not that they should be wrong about the, the, the potential detriments and, and kind of, you know, I don't like to say evil because, I you know, people make it evil. The tech isn't evil. Those layers of the conversation, it is the fact that there is a really important moment that's happening right now that literally everyone is missing. And that part of that conversation is the only way that you can really thwart something that you think is evil is if you understand it. Yep, and uh, the way that we saw the uh, the Hogwarts dollar, NFTs and everything. Well, even going back to Hogwarts, right? Yep. Where like yep. there was so much energy around, like, if you if you play it, if I see you playing it on your dashboard, yeah. we coming for you. There was a <laughs> website that was like, This person, if you played it, we found all the people who are playing it. And I was like, Do you not understand that as a group of folks who are the ones who are the biggest proponents of Let's get truth out there. Let's be reasonable. Let's you know, at least we should be, you know, be nuanced about a conversation and be knowledgeable, knowledgeable about it. Because we don't see that from the audience. 99% of the time, we are missing the ability to go and engage with a thing, know more about it, and be able to disseminate that information back to the audience, who is going to be the most affected outside of the developer space. Mm -hmm. And there is a refusal to do it because you will get the scarlet letter if you even talk about it on Twitter,, yeah. and that's dumb it's really frustrating, yeah, it's yeah, super it's stupid like, like people people Too come into conversation, yeah, I, people come into
4: streams and they are like nFts and crypto. I'm like, I don't even know what these things are. I don't even know what you're mad about. I don't even know what I'm mad about. I need to understand <laughs> what these things are, <laughs> like and it's the same thing with like this whole AI conversation, like the finals was getting attacked yeah. a few weeks ago for their text to speech stuff, and like I'm working on a video right now that kind of goes into a lot of this stuff, and like. Have you ever played an EA sports game? Pretty sure they use AI to do text to speech when they record the voices of the announcers to do all those play by play calls. Like this stuff is not new. Mm-hmm. We're just hearing about it for the first time, and I don't know for sure if it uses AI, but like you know that's basically what the finals is doing. Everybody's like, wow, you gotta pay those pay those voice actors and stuff. I'm like, yeah, pay the voice actors, but also like if this if the people making the game, the sound designers are telling you, this is the way we need to do this to make this actually work. I'd probably listen to them over somebody just yelling at me about AI stuff. Like I don't, it's so every, every one of these conversations is people yelling about stuff and pulling out of context, tweets and, and interviews. And it's like <laughs> the guy, the power world CEO, everybody hates this guy right now. For no reason. Because he created a, uh, a, a Bitcoin company, which everybody was all about Bitcoin before it got popular to hate on it. Mm-hmm and then he he worked at JP Morgan. Yep. And then he basically in this interview, the interview that was taken out of context, he's ba- he's like, "Yeah, I'm not so much worried I'm not so much worried about originality as I am of getting my games out to as massive an audience as possible." Yeah. And everybody's like, "No, that's bad." And I'm like, "What do you mean? Like the reason we make <laughs> games is to make <laughs> money."
0: Also, you know who probably <laughs> thinks like that? The head of every studio. <laughs> like, exactly. I, like I have a well, lot of mouths right.
2: to teach. Shintaro right. Furukawa thinks just like that, man. Yeah. A thousand it's, percent. And it, it's, it's this
3: weird burying of our heads in the sand for some virtuous reason that doesn't really matter to anyone outside of your friend group that people are trying to pose up and do this thing that I, that I, I, I laugh at it because in the grand scheme... And, you know, no matter where you are on the, the, the spectrum of what do you believe around technology and where technology has failed us and, and you know, all of those pieces, which, again, is less about the, the technology and more about the humans and the way that they use them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Is we've gotten this this like weird level of of un, unearned PTSD about things that don't matter. <laughs> and, it, and it's a weird thing where it's like, sure, like stitching in, in video games is real. Like that's the way audio works. It's the reason why you have all of these different permutations when you play a game of 2K and you get the things that are talking about, the very specific things that you're doing in that game. That technology is called stitching. That's part of that. Some of that may be used. It may may have a, a artificial intelligence layer of it. Some of it is probably not. Some sub- maybe some person in a room who's doing that work, right? Sure. But this idea that just talking about technology when you are using that technology every day is weird you are not turning siri off your phone you are not really (laughs) throwing (laughs) you're not throwing the alexa out out of the window you're not oh oh man everyone's using this stuff and making their pictures and making their avatars and i was like yeah fam they had my address They had my face. They had that stuff (laughs) 10 years ago, fam. Like, don't front. Like, you are now Amish and just magically just just threw all technology away and decided that it is no longer for you because that's full of shit. That's not real. So let's get to the part where, you know, I will go back to what my grandma used to tell me because I used to get caught a lot like my... my (laughs) Run it back real quick. My my wife would often find me playing with people and she would hear me fussing at them over party chat mm-hmm. and it would be a conversation around like politics or some other thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And she was like, are you arguing with these random ass people on the internet again? And I was like, <laughs> well, look, I am not trying to persuade or sway them. I will at least hear the conversation out because I think 90% of conversations have a tidbit of something that you can pull from and you don't have to then incorporate that. You can just hear a person out and be like, all right, I don't believe you. I think you're full of crap. I think that doesn't make any sense, but you can pull something from that conversation and use it for a future argument or a future conversation or a thing to enlighten you about a thing that you don't know. And I think what we've done in the industry now is we have put on a pedestal, a lot of folks who virtual signal about a thing And people will run with that virtual signaling and go with that vibe. And because the way the industry works is if you've, you know, put yourself out there enough to to feel like you're a, a, you know, a a person who's not following a lot of the group think people look at you sideways and then they figure out ways to kind of, you know, they don't blackball you. But there's like levels of access that get removed from from conversations. There are like Mm -hmm. side eyes that go along with conversations that happen. And it doesn't matter if you're right. It doesn't matter if the conversation was nuanced. It matters if you felt a way. And if you felt a way, that's all that matters. And I'm not a person who was raised like that. I was raised in a way to be curious. I was raised in a way to say, that thing is ass because I tried it first. (laughs) And I was like, this doesn't make sense. This is bad. This doesn't make sense. This is not fully baked yet. This doesn't really get to what we need as a society But if we have those, a lot of those folks as the drivers of conversation, we mute literally a lot of people being able to find out good information because the people who would be the best arbiters of that won't even talk about it. so like what are we do that's the what are we doing here part of the conversation right yeah
4: uh, in chat so this is a weird straw man ai is a term isn't even cohesive enough for this nobody's hucking speech to text out the window we're in arms about straight up stealing art i mean i i think i think everybody that's creative is against ai stealing art i don't we're not i don't think this is not a straw man argument this is a people don't there's so People many, many different don't understand uses the
2: thing that they're mad about that yeah there's
4: so about. many different uses for ai and as soon as you mention it in any form for anything the conversation goes towards i hate it i hate you and i want you to die <laughs> and that's the point <laughs> that's
2: part yeah and that's yeah. part of a larger issue with yeah. social media over time is where you cannot even have the conversation well, where we understand why it's bad in the first place yeah and i mean like i
4: you know i pointed out a couple weeks ago with this guy that he was like I made a whole movie using AI and I'm like you didn't make shit.
1: You <laughs> <He was, laughs> had
4: art and you stitched it together and and then I had a bunch of AI bros in my thing like going like this is going to take away the jobs from all you annoying creators like no it's not. Nobody's ever going to pay for this. Nobody's ever going
3: to watch this and think it's good. I, <laughs> it's like, I remember the court I remember the Corridor Digital incident, right? And I was yeah. like, you know, those folks are absolutely talented people. Who did it, who tried a thing. Mm-hmm. If you look at the baseline of what those series of videos were, it was, we are interested in a thing, a new technology that's bubbled up. Let's play around with it and make some content towards it. And they got their faces eaten for no reason, because it was just like, you are a terrible human being for engaging <laughs> with a thing. And I'm like, the conversations that bubble up from that are are more dangerous in some ways than the actual technology because it makes people stupid.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And especially like the, the, not only the anonymity of the internet and social media, but just even the distance, even if you are a known figure, the distance that social media has, people say things and act away that they would not act to someone's face. And that is just new to human beings to like us genetically, like all of the previous thousands of years of humans, like the only way you could convey that opinion to someone else is to say it to their face and you'd get hit. (laughs) Oh, I don't
4: know, man. I played call of duty growing up. I had a lot of people say a lot of things about my mother.
0: yeah that's what i'm saying yeah that they, song, yeah, like, that they wouldn't say
4: it to your face <laughs> oh, it, well they, they at least said it with their
2: voice now it's just text
3: <laughs> yeah but, it's just I'm not, uh... I'm not giving
2: them any more respect for saying it over
1: the,
3: <laughs> like get out of here if you're not you gonna survive say that face. nick you survive.
2: <laughs> i did
3: but 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 marty i want i want to poke at that really quick because i think mm-hmm. that's an important distinction right even if you remove the like Say it to my face, <laughs> parts of that. <laughs> the part that is weird and is even more dangerous is that people then make an assumption about your character mm-hmm. yeah. based on your curiosity. And that's screwed up because yeah. then, again, like I remember a moment in Twitter where Twitter was a really fantastic space to learn from your peers. It was a really dope space. Like there was a dope show that I used to love. It was called. Um, it was Melissa Harris Perry's show. So it was like a very, very cool show that was around. Uh, it was an MSNBC show, uh, but it really dug into a lot of black culture and from a political perspective, right? And we grew a lot of good energy around that show because it was a thing where every week you would learn something about culture, you'd learn something about politics, you'd learn something about the way government works, all of those pieces of stuff. And me, I'm not a, I'm not a, a political wonk. I don't. I'm not the person who's like. Trying to trying to hug Steve Karnaki like like yo what up fam, I'm like <laughs> you, you read the board and you see the numbers move. You, what about okay, when he breaks? Cool... What
0: about when he breaks down the playoffs?
3: Oh, I mean, I I throw my shirt off. I I put baby oil on. It's sexy. Uh, <laughs> I like candles. Drink a beer. Um, uh, but it's but it's that stuff, right? When we have those conversations about like what is the balance between good information that has value to you, and feeling like it is an affront to your your whole being Mm -hmm. this is where we're at now where everything is an affront to your being if you do not share the same vision the same theories the same the same stuff like people forget the like agree to disagree layers of it because that part is just like you know you can walk your separate ways but in an Mm -hmm. industry that is so small and everybody at home this industry is small that is a problematic thing, not only for the folks who are in the space, but anyone who's even thinking about being in this space. I think the biggest issue that we've seen across a lot of these conversations, it has definitely made people feel like this is not a space for oh, yeah. you. Oh yeah. I mean, we, in, a, we, in a conversation escaped. where we've been doing all the work, like Spawn of Me is here for a decade. The whole reason this is here was to inspire that young black kid at home in the Bronx To be like, yo, I want to go and try to have a smart conversation about video games at some point. If I were to just say, hey, you had a conversation about this one thing that I didn't necessarily understand. And now I hate you. Where does that leave that kid? Where does that leave that adult who doesn't now have the ability to maneuver and to network and to do that stuff? Because you one day was like, yo, this AI ain't that bad.
2: Like what? Yeah. Well, like, I mean, again,
3: uh, what are we doing? So there's a lot of even, layers to that, right? It's even yeah. shown in our reporting with like,
4: you know, with Paul going back to Paul World. Yeah, yeah, VGC published an interview with an artist giving quotes for the story on, you know, the possible plagiarism. And yep. they let the artist stay anonymous, like a AAA artist. And the same <laughs> in that same fucking quote, they're like. I would I would stand up in court and testify on this, but I'm like, you won't put your name on this quote on a journalistic article? Like Nope. What are we like are you that sca- are we that scared to yes. say it was on our mind? Like, yep, we are. And like that's ridiculous. Percent. A also, thousand like, percent. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. that's that's the <laughs> kind of the stuff that's like really annoyed me about the industry for a while. now. It's was like, the conversations are so hard to have. Like people want to have conversations about unionization, but they won't attach their names to it. Because they're afraid of getting roasted for it. Or they're they're afraid of having the conversation about how are we using AI? We can't even have the conversation because everybody will get roasted for it. Well, it's like we're, you know, these or do we have these forums in person at GDC's? Like I don't think I don't think Twitter no. will ever be I don't think
3: Twitter will ever be the space again that you can't we have even those have, types
4: of conversations.
3: But like Nick, you can't even have those conversations at G D C. If you right. do, well, it yeah, has to maybe. be in a has to be at a bar or <laughs> a closed back room. door. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it has yep. to be a closed door conversation, <laughs> yep. right? Like yep. anybody who would have that conversation on a panel. If you if you are a developer and you wanted to go to GDC this year and do a panel, an informed panel about your belief about the potential positive aspects of what generative AI could do for the video game industry. Mm-hmm you will get blackballed out of this industry.
4: What was that? What was that? There was a presentation not too long ago that had that exact thing happen to them. And it was completely taken out of context. I can't remember what it was now.
3: Yeah, but it's like we've gotten to a point where, again,
4: like... It was the tiny, it was the tiny build presentation over something. Oh, yes. And it was about AI. And they basically... Of course, it was bad timing because, like, a few months later, they let off people. So... Yeah, (laughs) which is a whole other conversation. And
3: again, like, I (laughs) think... you know, when I have these conversations with with you and the rest of the audience and everybody else yeah. who who this is, like, again, I am not a proponent for what we're currently seeing, but I have an understanding of it. Mm-hmm. So at, le- at least a tertiary, like at least a kind of like rudimentary version of like, I understand what this is doing. I know what it's like. Like. Am I? Do I get the Scarlet Letter because I used Mid Journey once? Like probably now. Like you know what I mean? Like do I have to go to church and do an Our, our, our Father now? Because I, because I, because I made some pictures in Mid Journey at one point. Like yeah.
2: probably, but like. It's- I'm sorry. No, it's honestly wild because a lot of folks last year went and watched Oppenheimer, which was half about the Red Scare. That's literally what this is. (laughs) It (laughs) is like that's all this is. It totally is, and I and I and I want
3: again. I want people at home to not feel afraid to be able to engage with new things. Because to be Mm -hmm. fair, you know, I I I am people first. I our show is is so dev centered and dev centric. I you know, the best episodes that we've ever had on Spawn and Me have been when developers come onto our show and have been really transparent and really open with their thoughts, their feelings, and their and, and their work. And I never want that to go away. But I also understand that like technology is gonna move with or without you. It's always going to do that. It's just a matter of if it hits mass adoption or or not. Yeah. And if it hits mass adoption, Sorry, folks. You gonna have to figure out how to incorporate that into some of your work. People like one of the most interesting uh, layers of that Tramel uh, uh, Tramel Ray Isaac uh, uh, conversation was like he was like nobody's mad at Kit Bash. He's like no one is mad at that. Like people don't beef about that. People don't beef about the way that 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 uh, particular assets are generated, and they use them all the time in in video games. You see all the time. Not everything is made, everything is made by a person, but it doesn't get replicated by a person all the time. Mm -hmm. So to not understand that from a fundamental level of working in the space, I think a lot of people who are driving the conversations, both that one and the unionization conversation, Mm -hmm. have not been in those, been in those actual spaces and have an understanding from a lived experience about how it works. I worked in the union system for 10 years. As a as a lowly help desk dude, it's the reason why my black ass is in Oregon right now because I had to because <laughs> I was sick of, sick of sick of working at that spot. But it was one of those conversations of being like, I have an understanding of why unionization, for as much as I want it, is not the silver bullet to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Because you know yep. why? Humans. Because humans. Yep. And humans are fallible, and everyone has an issue. Or everybody wants people. power, and everyone wants stuff. Like so, there's conversations is all of those things that we continue yeah. to miss because we're afraid to talk about the thing in the room.
4: Yeah, because that was uh, uh, games. You know, you know, Chad, we'll get to more power world stuff here in yeah, a second. I think this that. all ties into <laughs> it. But uh, yeah. GamesIndustry.biz just shared the GDC report that like fifty-seven percent of people in the industry supposedly want. Uh, eugenization and then the only thing that came out of that story again was like the stupid comments from the ceos that don't want it and it's like all that the focus was on that that conversation basically making fun of those guys i'm like can we can we please just stop focusing on that like get to the reason what what is the unionization going to do i need to know what is going how are these devs are going to use it like how does it support indie or where is indie developers fall in that because a lot of mm-hmm. indie developers i've talked to don't want to be part of a union no because you have to pay the amount union of work dues. they can do yep, <laughs> you have to pay union dues. that's yep. why yep. So a, lot a lot of indie devs i know don't want to do it cuz it'll restrict it'll restrict what work they can take and where they can go work mm-hmm so I, I don't know. There's just, yeah, there's so many, yeah, just, there's so a many conversation conversations that
2: needs to happen. Yeah. That yeah, is so, being stifled. But
4: I mean, to be fair though, like, you know, Ka and I think, you know, us here at second wind, I think, I think we are creating those spaces where those conversations going to happen. And I know at least ever since taking over the escape is I've really just had to learn to like, you know what? Twitter is not my audience. The audience is the people that come to watch our shows every day and, and listen
3: to us here. And if Twitter gets mad at me, so be it. Whatever. <laughs> no, I mean, at the like, at the end, I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> what's the worst thing that someone can say about doing that work? Damn, the folks are in and one on me, were <laughs> were nuanced about the way they tried to talk about a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, they tried to have an educated conversation. How dare they? <laughs> Damn them smart motherfuckers! How dare yeah. you try to be smart? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. Yes, the other.
0: That's the other problem, even, like, leading into the the world stuff, is I just feel like there's, like, everyone has an opinion, and there's also a giant vacuum of knowledge of how the sausage is made in any of these games. How a game is made, how a studio is run, how any of this happens. And I will say firsthand, I do not, like, it It seems like magic to me. Like, I've been doing this for a long time, I've learned a lot, but it still seems like literal sorcery to me that any video game, even a game that gets a 2 out of 10, fucking Redfall. It is a, it is seems like a miracle to me. That, that game exists. It yeah.
3: is it is extremely difficult to make any of the stuff that we that we get a chance to play. I've mm-hmm. been lucky enough to work in a couple of different avenues. I worked at Intel for a bit in their AR and VR department. Uh, I worked at Riot in a diversity and inclusion uh, part, department, and worked at Firewalk for a little bit, who's making their PS5 game Concord uh, very very soon. Uh, and now I'm at another studio now, and getting a chance to see the different layers of what that means from early inception to beta to, you know, getting a game that's already been out in the world and you're kind of like already in the, in the sausage already, like the stuff is already getting made. There's so many different conversations that go along each one of those different kinds of projects and studios of various sizes that I think what the industry has done um, a disservice to has shown exactly what that sausage looks like when it is being made. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and I get to a certain extent, like there's a lot of conversations of why that is. I think some of that is people want to protect the the project that they're working on. I think most of the folks in in, in many video game audiences have the biggest armchair quarterback seat that they've ever seen in the (laughs) world. (laughs) And they think they know and they have absolutely no idea how games work. Mm -hmm. Um, And to a certain extent, like we are in the biggest industry of introverts on the planet. Like de- developers don't want to be out in front. There are very <laughs> few folks who want to be on camera. There are very few folks who want to do the interview there because to a certain extent, they understand that the audience that they're speaking to doesn't want to get it. And I think when you see an audience make up narratives about a thing, when I'm plainly telling you how it works and you'd be like, nah, son, that's not the way that works. <laughs> I know. Cause I played gears of war three back in the day you lose the you lose the
2: want to teach at that yeah, point Yeah, like what's the point if this is like well, this i mean is what i have to shit, address
4: I had, so many of the developers that i grew up following on twitter are gone like they don't we yeah. don't engage with it ever anymore like all of like i got a bunch of doc opportunities through twitter like darkest dungeon and both mm-hmm. tyler and chris barrest have mostly for the, the whole point left twitter at this point and yep like a lot of the developers I, I grew up, Garner is not on Twitter at this point. I used to talk to him all the time on Twitter. Like it's, it's really sad to see like how, how much developers have just shied away from engaging with anybody on social media, but I also don't blame them. Like, you know, you got a game to make and you don't need to deal with the, the
3: discourse all day. I mean, the funniest thing right now is just waiting for Jaffe to say something when he's high. <laughs> i'm like i'm like come on fam like for real come on come he, on come on come is, on, fam. He,
4: that man just loves his attention
3: he love him some weed i am in oregon and he loves weed more than i do <laughs> and i'm like i ain't mad at you because i hey, weed is great but like he just comes out of nowhere with some stuff and i'm like you could have kept that in the dms fam like that should have been that should have been your inside voice and that was like two outside voices ahead of you it's okay <laughs> I know you. I know what I know. You feel a certain way, but like, fam, I'm like, can you go make a game now at this point? And I, yeah.
0: do, like, you know, like, like another Call of Cars, I'd be fine with that.
3: <laughs> I want like, give me that Drawn to Life, fam. Look exactly. Yeah, can make the Drawn to Life, drone to Life too. And I, yeah. again, like, again, reverence like the person who's made one of my favorite games of all time, but is also now feels like he is not allowed to. He he doesn't have a space in the industry in the way that it is now because sure. of a lot of different ver- versions and reasons of stuff. But I think it goes back to that conversation of like, how do we teach each other? How do we showcase and how do we have, you know, respectable uh, conversation, respectful conversations, even when we disagree. And it it just isn't a space for that. And the PAL world conversations that we've seen over the past couple of weeks have bubbled that up in the also like (coughs) the dumbest way. Like Mm -hmm. that's the part that's been really frustrating has been, it's all stupid.
2: Yeah. That game is really stupid.
3: (laughs) That game is dumb. That's a (laughs) dumbass game. Like yeah. hey, if you're playing Power World at home, I appreciate you. I played that thing for like five hours on the weekend. I was like, "Yo, this is ass. This is ass."
2: <laughs> like this that is not. It's not. Like a big I do. Game. I do want to actually get into the meat and potatoes of yeah. the game. Yeah, because I I agree in that clearly that game was uh, was conceived with like the lowest common denominators, right? Algorithmic <laughs> design in the sense that if this is good and that is good, if we put them together, yes it will be double as good, right? Yes. And weirdly enough, I do not like survival crafting games all that much. I've been a a huge vocal Pokemon hater for a very long time Uh because those games do not change. Like, I like the concept, but like Nintendo keeps making the same effing game over and over again. And every non-Nintendo Pokemon clone or creature collector, if we're going to use the proper terminology, Mm -hmm. still stays so close to that Bible. But Pal World, for me, has hit like it is scratching that itch of wanting to collect all the little creatures and like yes i'm going to build this base and i'm going to uh optimize my mining and resource gathering with the use of these creatures that i'm collecting and it's created this loop that i'm actually engaged in and care about and i know that the game is bad i understand fully (laughs) that it is not even finished like it's an early access thing like i don't think i've ever spent as much time in any other early access game, as I have in Power World. And it's, and there's a reason for this. It's because for years, Nintendo has refused to do anything with that formula. Sure. Right? They had a winning formula back in the early 90s or the 80s, whenever a uh, Pokemon Leaf Green and whatnot released. And they stuck to it because it sold. And Nintendo is very traditionalist, you know, that's their culture. And for whatever reason, nobody else has been brave enough to attempt. To do more than that. Mm. Until this dumbass game, until how <laughs> World, did someone try something fully out of the box with that formula? And that's the reason why it's hidden. And like you guys are right that um this probably won't be like the next big wave that's gonna like be a, a staple point. But just like how PUBG was kind of a really janky uh yep. mess that introduced the world to Battle Royale, we're gonna get another one. We're going to get a Fortnite after this that's going to take this and actually run with it. And that one's probably going to be big. And that's the we one that's probably worried about. It <laughs> might be, yeah.
0: I think <laughs> might just jump on this. Or yeah. like Fortnite, it's going to be a game that's already been announced. And they're going to be like, ooh,
2: how do we pivot this? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's yeah. Change just change this into that thing. Yeah. 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 no could be. Like, I, I feel like I see that happening. But like, yeah, Power World, for what it is, like, I'm... I get the hook, like I get it. Like they mm. might have stumbled upon it by pure happenstance. I mean, but this is this is Nintendo's fault. Not even Nintendo.
0: It's the Pokemon Company's fault. Not oh, sure,
4: sure.
2: All right, fine. Pokemon Company.
4: <laughs> but fine. for a mainstream audience, like this, this hits everything that the mainstream audience is like right now. It's it's colorful. It's got the survival crafting stuff going on. It's got creature collecting. It's got guns. <laughs> it's got exploration. It's got
2: meme like, I haven't material even hit, it's gun stuff yet. It's like, literally I don't care about the guns. Yeah, but the it's literally addicting. Like.
4: Yeah, it's everything that that audience wants right now. And the survival crafting genre, like I I said this on Twitter, like a lot of people underestimate the survival crafting genre. Like the forest or Sons of the Forest, 150,000 reviews, and it's not even out of early access yet. Not even 1.0. That game sold a fuck ton of copies. Yeah. Like every, and Shrouded just launched today, and I I shared that earlier, 70,000 active players. It's a massive launch for that team. Like it's, yeah, like this is a genre that people enjoy and I, you know, I don't I don't really enjoy the grind of those games, but I mean, like V Rising, Valheim, Enshrouded, Power World, all these games are doing that stuff. They're all mm-hmm. aping. Valheim was basically what if we take survival crafting, but add in souls bosses. And here we are. Right. Like it's those those games yeah. take off.
0: We talked, uh, whatever, a week or two ago, Nick, we talked about how you started your, your Yellowstone journey, or you're your yeah. planning on starting your Yellowstone journey, and about how Yellowstone's, like, crazy, one of, like, the most popular shows on TV, and I don't mm-hmm. know anyone who watches it. <laughs> right. And that's – this is – to me, the the survival crafting world, uh, uh, survival crafting genre, and even pal world to me, are like those like medical and cop shows that I feel like there's 10,000 of them. There's fucking CSI. There's a whole Chicago <laughs> cinematic universe. There's all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know anyone who watches this except my mom. And they're the, some of the most popular things on TV. And I'm over here like, did you guys see The Curse? <laughs> was really crazy. um and nice. it's like the, the you know i'm over here wanting to talk about prince of persia but seven million people just downloaded power world and so it's like maybe i'm the one who's out of touch with this honestly
4: i think i think it's just uh, there's you know the the online audience which is us it's those, those people in chat uh you know and then there's the audience like the friends i play with that night that just want to live in Minecraft for two hours a night and, and as somebody said in chat, punch punch trees and shit. Like you know <laughs> don't want to do chores in real life, but you sure have no problem punching trees for two hours in a game to collect that, you know, build your little house. But I mean, I, I, I mean I, yeah, I think uh you know I, I do think you know the, the shock and awe of this game doing millions and millions of copies is I'm like I don't I wasn't surprised by that at all. Like <laughs> I knew this game every like, time I, this game I get was it. Every time this game was shown at uh, one of the award shows or whatever, there's tons of talk about it online. They've been doing crazy amount of marketing with like each individual creature for weeks. So I think, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, this game, this game taking the Internet by storm, it, it just
3: it was bound to do that. I think it had all the right it had all the right materials to do something like that. So I guess the question I have for all of you is, you know, there's usually a moment where a game like this bubbles up to get to that mass market, you know, that inflection point. I remember Fortnite was Drake and Ninja playing together. <laughs> right. Which was that, I, I blame that. Yeah. B- does all Drake's his fault? fault. Uh, <laughs> but like, I don't remember who the person was that introduced the game to the world in a way that made it so that everyone is like, oh crap, we got to play this. Maybe somebody in chat knows it, but like, it felt like it jumped that moment. It in, didn't have
0: a release date until like a few days before it came out. Huh? Like we did. It didn't. It what in December? It wasn't like Power Worlds coming in January. Everyone yeah, was like, no. "Remember that? Remember that game with Pokemon with guns? What's what's going out that game?" And then like right. it's coming out in one week. That is the crazy thing. There is none of those. There is no Ninja Drake moment. It is just. I woke up one morning and they're like, we sold 3 million copies in a day. And I'm like, you did what? Yeah, I I think, (laughs) well, I think we have a million concurrence on steam. And I'm like, you do. I
4: think, (laughs) I think like after the day before, like this was another game that everybody was kind of like, is this thing even real? Like we saw those trailers, like they didn't show gameplay in the trailers. They're all, you know, cinematic based. And then it comes out and it's like, Oh, this is exactly what they advertise. I think that caught people by surprise. I think that's the real surprise. That's this thing. is something I can actually play. (laughs)
3: <laughs> That's probably the thing, right? Where like the the jankiness and the and the kind of you know this isn't a, the vaporware version of the day before. I think probably folks went into this looking to hate it.
4: Yeah, and we're like, you know shit, well, like a good oh game here. snap! This
3: is this this is the, I kind of like this. Can I, yeah. you know, is this a thing? Maybe that's the real reason that this is popping off in that way. Was like the d- the day before launched Power World <laughs> into an actual <laughs> space where people gave a crap because they think thinking it was going to be bad. Uh, I mean, that's the I, I mean I that's wanna... the,
4: the the blessing and the curse of a game that looks too good to be true. Is something either they are or they're not, and if they are, yeah. th- then they go away like the day before did. And then the if they if they aren't vaporware, then it takes the world by storm. <laughs> like mm. it just I, think
0: does Casey, I think Casey's point was good though, is that this is coming at a time when Pokemon commercially is still doing just fine. But critically people are like, What are you guys doing? Like right. if Pokemon had had their Breath of the Wild moment in over the past few years, I feel like Pal World would have came out and everyone would've been like, but it's it's it's, right. it's, it's they, not that. Like this is uh, the
2: most this is the closest version of a revolution in that genre that we've ever had so folks are like this like there is a lot of anti-nintendo sentiment tied to pals pal world's uh growth because you see it in all the responses like the because mm. pokemon has a very fervent fan base we know this because it sells millions regardless of its quality but those folks will come and be like pal world is evil incarnate and then folks would be like no nintendo did X Y Z, and that's why I love Power World. Like there, there's a coalition of folks who are angry over over the fact that Pokemon has not evolved. I'm one of them. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm one of them. Like I, I want them to be challenging that way, but like Nintendo's still too big to actually care about we, this. We always,
4: we always say we want Pokemon to evolve, but then Call of Duty tried to evolve, and everybody said no. Please go back. That's gonna the same thing's gonna happen to Pokemon.
2: I don't know oh, who said that. Call of Duty I didn't say those words.
4: words. Of Duty added all kinds <laughs> of extra packs, movement baby. mechanics. And they're like, no, oh, please stop. You're hurting me. And <laughs>
2: I went back, back you, to
4: boots on the ground action. The
3: well, I, that's exactly what they said. The thing I need them to fix is the damn hit detection on them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't care about movement. I care about actually the time to kill not being two days. <laughs>
4: it's a yes. Conversation for Play another. hardcore. Only play hardcore. I know. That's damn shame. That's <laughs> all I do know. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Pokemon, like, it's just, uh, it's not, it's not broken. Don't fix it kind of thing. And then, uh, but you know what? Pokemon Violet and Scarlet is fucking
3: broken. Fix your damn performance so I can play that game, please. <laughs> but isn't it also super weird too, but that, that everyone is kind of up in arms about the, the art, right? Like you mm-hmm. remove the AI layer, right? And you just talk about the derivative layers of what that is. And I was like, we're, why is this also a problematic thing, right? Like I grew up and we had Transformers. We had GoBots. We had all these other things that were basically the same thing, just with a different skin on it. And when I you know, I was never really a part of the Pokemon era because I I just missed that. I was too old. I was older when it when it kind of started. But like Pokemon, Digimon, all the stuff was the same stuff. Freaking Metabots, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, right. All right.
4: The video that I'm working on is tech there's three different conversations going on and they're all twisted up and people don't even know what they're mad about. One conversation is, is it plagiarism? And it's not. <laughs> like, every legal expert is
0: telling you this is not plagiarism. Also, to, you know why it's not plagiarism? Because Nintendo didn't come for them. Yes. If it was plagiarism, Nintendo, Nintendo would have been, that one, Nintendo that that been there at that modded first trailer. Pokemon into the game, and like five hours later, yeah. they came for him. Yes. <laughs> <To, laughs> yeah, uh, Immediately, Nintendo our was, our was like, get this out
4: of here. To yeah. the 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 second conversation is the AI generation. Somebody's like, they generated their characters with AI, and that blew up on Twitter, and everybody just ran with it. it like, they must have done that because they made this game called AI Art Imposters, and that was made with AI. And it's like, I'm the video I'm working on. Spoiling the video for sorry for those of you that want to watch it, but uh, the, <laughs> game not, it anyway. the game was not the sure. game was not made with AI. It the, the, the game the game is a uh, it's like an Among Us basically clone. Where there's an imposter, four people are playing. One person's the imposter, and the game's mechanic is using AI to generate the art. And only one person, all th- three out of four people know what the theme is, and one person does it, and that's how you find out the imposter. That's all it is. It's just AI using, it, it's, yeah, it's yeah, using it's AI using to generate a, game, a mechanic. game mechanic. Yeah, and it's not selling the AI or art to anybody. It's literally just type in the thing, use the mechanic. so people people get mad at
0: bots because bots are ai
4: well people so people
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) people
4: people took that and said they must have generated their creatures using ai and also because they took a context quote uh that one of the artists concept artists there like designed most of the creatures which i mean like they're simple they're relatively simple
2: creatures over (laughs) this This is a lamb this is a chicken yeah, and devil. I don't. And I, to be perfectly <laughs>
4: clear, like they have been very open that they were inspired by Pokemon. So I'm betting they had pictures of Pokemon up on their whiteboard and said, "Let's draw that." Like well, I want people to recognize that creature. Uh, what I and then hope. the final, the final, let me oh, the sorry, final conversation that's happening is around the CEO, uh, Takuro Mizobi. Mm. He did an interview with Wired, and somebody took that interview and popped out one answer. Where he talked about, "I don't care about originality, I just want my game to reach mass market appeal, blah, blah blah." And they left out all the context of like, this dude worked, this dude went to Nintendo and basically said, "No, this isn't for me, because every game needs to be like original and introduce new ideas. I just want to make games that have all my favorite things in one game." And that was his thesis about we Finally making found games. the
0: Michael Bay of the video game industry. Yeah, he's literally <laughs> the Michael Bay of the games industry. <laughs> and so
4: BGC and all these other outlets picked up that quote and ran with it. And it's like, this guy just wants to copy everything. And I'm like, if somebody took Call of Duty and merged it with Battlefield, please give it to me. Thanks. Thank you. Right. <laughs> like, I like I want <laughs> more Zelda. Everybody's been wanting more Breath of the Wild in their other games. Immortals of or Immortals Phoenix Rising. People were all over that as Genshin, Genshin Impact, biggest hit in the world. So I mean, like they're all through these conversations.
0: Genshin? Remember before Genshin came out, there was like a, it was being shown off at some show. I don't know if it was like a PAX or, or I don't even know if it was in the U.S. But there was just a picture of someone at the Genshin booth holding up their Switch with Breath of the Wild and giving the finger to the people. <laughs> <laughs> people were like, "How dare you!" And then Genshin came out, and everyone was like, "All right, this is pretty good. We like." What's this. funny
2: is the the uh, thing you're talking about was Genshin. Yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah, it was a Chinese convention. They yeah, were yeah, it was, no, all- it was a
3: Genshin booth. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: like they, <laughs> they, someone smashed a PS Five over that.
3: I the <laughs> the thing that I keep going back to, and uh, this will definitely give get me some hate from the Pokemon crew.
2: It's all right. They're already bad. <laughs> it's fine.
3: <laughs> we, there is so much pomp and circumstance happening right now about a goddamn cat with a with a lightning bolt as a tail. <laughs>
0: These damn, He is a mouse with lightning on his tail. How dare but that's he?
3: My, that's my point. I'm sorry. That's my point, right? I, it is so generic that what I want someone to do is to make the... I want someone to do a riff of Power World, but don't even do the version of, of, of giving them unique names. I want it to literally just describe the phenotype, genotype of the animal and be like... Electric rat. Electric rat, right? Like, yeah. I would do, like, you know... Hot, hot dragon, like this is yeah. just random nonsense. It's like, and, and <laughs> that's then that's C- going to pull C- up a pop- w- much different yeah, result. You not think. Google hot dragon, Don't Do hot dragon. That's totally different. <laughs> so, that, that brings you to the but, dark web.
4: Yeah. So all those, all those conversations, all those conversations are happening. News outlets picked up on all those people on Twitter that are literally nobodies. <laughs> and, and then later on they go back to their threads. Like, well, I wasn't, this isn't exactly a copy. Yeah. It's just, you know, I didn't mean mm-hmm. to say it like that. Or and then one of them went back and was like, "Yeah, I'm only posting this because I'm against animal abuse and Paul would abuse animals." And I'm like, "What? What are we doing here? Why are we reporting on these things? <laughs> like, who are these people?"
0: Mario has uh. killed so many turtles in his life. Nobody's <man>? mad. <laughs>
4: one throws turtles at cars. Like, yeah, nobody's mad. It's a yeah. Uh, yeah. I think this is one of those things where, like, I I got I, I can't not put some of the blame on Games Media for this for. P- picking up these, these random Twitter users and VGC was a source on this. I love VGC and I'm really annoyed that they did this because then all these other outlets picked up that same story from VGC and kept running with it and running with it. And the story keeps going. And it's like you get on Twitter now to even discuss this thing. It's like, you're defending AI It's like, I'm just giving you context on what stupid shit's being said about this. Cause
0: like, but the, you really, problems, you really think
4: like you really all the think problems Xbox, are rolled into
0: one because games media covered it because the gate because the media landscape as a whole is on fucking fire. Well, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> because everything is beholden <laughs> to an algorithm that can change with a slight breeze, and yeah. so people and and outlets are losing people left and right either because they're being fucking let go, entire outlets right. are being closed, or people are like, I don't want to be in this industry anymore because it's too volatile. I'm gonna go do literally anything else in my life, yeah, and so I, really I mean get that. it to like chase that thing to be like everyone's talking about Power World. You need to put up ten Power World stories. Uh, this dude uh, proved that they stole from Power World. Fucking put it up <laughs> because if you I don't heard. do it, the next site's going to. You're not gonna get aggregate
2: like it yeah, it's, all, it's all connected what? it is it all sucks. connected oh no I,
4: yeah 2000%. like i'm not i'm not like i said it's uh that's the that's the nature of media in general right now is is get the story out first ask questions later like <laughs> that and it's it's broken the entire system's broken and, and it's corporate media like we just escaped that shit uh so i'm not like you know Not saying like vgc is the the culprit on the problem is just saying that's where these story these stories originated uh using those sources and everybody use the same sources instead of like, I don't know, the first story's out, maybe take some extra time and do the research. <laughs> maybe you'll get more clicks
3: that way. I don't know. But I mean it won't. would also be nice that if- you won't <laughs> No, you definitely won't. And it would also be nice again, like if we didn't share stupid. Like that's like yeah. that's the that's the foundational part of all of this, is
2: right. Thank you, you so much share stupid, for saying that.
3: Don't share stupid.
2: Yeah. Then like, like don't don't hate share stuff either. Like if you come across a thing that's like that is insanity. <laughs> I can't believe this person said that. They go take it and they go show it to all their friends. I hate that this thing was said. Look at this thing that was said, so you can also hate it. Don't give it energy. Uh, Even I mean, when I, you found it, <laughs> I am I am human, right, and I
3: understand why that happens. I fall into it too. I am not fallible. There are things mm-hmm. that happen around yeah. racism, or things that people say mm-hmm. that I'm just like, oh, because because also that's a that's a thing that is a conversation that is continuing to happen that has actual uh, detriment to, to actual human beings. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of all of this, if Pal World is the bastion of AI generated art in a video game that is now selling a ton of money. Then, then, then we all have a lot of stuff to be, you know, worried about, like you said, right. And in the same breath, there are so many other things that are happening in games, outside of games that deserve more attention, that deserve more eyes, that deserve stuff like the spawnies, but the, like, you know, that deserve that kind of space to be able to talk about those things. But we spend so much time on the dumb shit and it's like, okay. I, I mean, it's a part of, and, and again, like Nick, I think one of the things that we, we've talked about behind the scenes mm-hmm. all the time is like in a space in which we know that the ag, the, 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 the algorithm is doing what it does. We know how SEO works. We know how all those things are. And we always talk about as a, as a, as a, as a group, you know, folks who work in this space. Man, we really wish that the stories of things that were good would get bubbled up. And yeah, then it share doesn't them. work if you don't share it. Yep. They like never even share if them. you flip this conversation into a space that is like this one person, or I don't forget how many people are in the in this development team, but this Japanese game from a Japanese team that no one knew about until they put up their first stuff is now one of the biggest selling games on the planet. Those folks hopefully are financially set for the rest of their lives to be able to do and make whatever they want. That's a success story in a video game industry. That's had very few good things to talk about in the past two to five years. But we have decided that the thing that we want to talk about is the fact that potentially someone made something in a, in a way that feels nefarious in a way that, that that people don't like that they're not going to use anyway. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's just a weird layer of stuff.
4: Yeah, that's, I mean, it drives, it drives me nuts. So that's why I'm, you know, I'm doing a video to basically provide the context of like, yep. here's what you're here's what you think you're mad about.
1: <laughs> There's not really a lot
4: there to be mad about. Like, I'm like, I they, the, the, don't the everyone, core everyone thesis my, have... Go yeah, I was going to say the core thesis of my video is like, this is a uh, the, the, if you're a consumer and planning on buying Paul world, I'd be more worried about if they're actually going to finish the game because they have g- three games in early access now and they haven't finished a single one of them. Like, that's the real concern for me. (laughs) Like, if if Nintendo wants to sue them, then okay, great. I played their game and they're going to have to change
3: their art. Okay, here's what's going to happen in six months. All of this energy is going to go away. And then everyone who was super invested is going to be mad at the developer for dumping the project because they didn't have enough resources or they didn't do the staffing up that they were supposed to do to make a game like this actually last. And then they'll get backlash from the audience and from the industry for basically making a thing that people got excited about and then t- took the money and ran. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what's going to happen because it's happened before. So, like, mark that down <laughs> set it mm-hmm. now, you know, in, yeah. in January, come back to me in June and then we'll talk about what that looks like and see where it landed. But yeah, so I, feel like,
4: uh, I feel like everybody forgot this thing's on Game Pass, too, and I'm pretty sure Microsoft's lawyers probably looked at this thing all over to make sure. We're not going to get sued for putting this like game pass. Thousand percent. That's just me. That's just me. That's just my uh, my my critical thinking brain working around <sighs> a, a
3: big corporation putting their name behind a product. Marty, <laughs> you had something you were going to say. I'm sorry, I cut you off.
0: It was no. It was mostly just the every everyone people who spend like 24 hours a day just getting mad on Twitter and Duncan on stuff. They need more group threads.
2: I'm telling you, the cure to all
0: of this is group threads. In the past 24 hours, I've gone to my group threads to express my opinions about how the 69th pal in pal world is like a horny dragon. Yes. I've expressed <laughs> I've expressed my opinions about the Oscars. I've expressed my opinions about Doc Rivers becoming the coach of the Bucks. Negative. Those, those, those opinions are negative. I'm negative on all these things. <laughs> but I just go. I go there. So I'm like, let me just dunk here because I don't need to like dunk on someone who's like, I'm glad Ryan Gosling got nominated. I'm not gonna go in there and yell at them that Ryan Gosling didn't deserve to get nominated.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and, uh, man. I know. I know. Chad's like, where? Where are we on Twitter? Why are we paying attention to Twitter? I address that in my video too, Chad. I'm like, you're here listening to this conversation. No, you're here. Stop. You're here listening to interest. this conversation. So you clearly care too and want to know about it. Yeah, that's why we're on
3: Twitter. <laughs> like, you're it's a, part of, it's a part of the way that, uh, again, a lot of the yeah. stuff that you, you know, for folks who were asking that question, a ton of the the information that you get in your g- daily gaming life comes from those spaces. Like, yeah. as much as people are, will get on there every morning and be like this hellscape of us website. <laughs> i'm gonna leave i come back i was like fam you ain't leaving go to my blue sky i was like nah you're gonna say the same shit on blue sky (laughs) 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 but 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 it's but it's a space right i think the 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 beauty of what x and twitter have still continued to be is that it is really still a good space to find the scuttlebutt of the day like i i've not been on a forum in god knows how long right like those days are gone for me mm-hmm. you know i'm not on reddit because reddit just feels very disconnected in a, in, a, in, a, in a much bigger way but like yeah, it's,
2: it's a different energy over there
3: <laughs> yeah the energy is just very very different but I, I think you know the reason why you see all of this stuff continue to be what it is is like there's still value here you know like yeah. i wouldn't be able to do my work if it wasn't for social media in the ways super, that we currently have super valuable
4: responses when i uh, give a guy some details about uh, the power world thing, and I get told to uh, take that AI generated cock out of my mouth.
0: <laughs> I'm
4: sorry. That's <laughs> funny though.
3: It funny.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm never leaving Twitter. Oh,
3: it was gosh. funny. Oh. That's why. That's why I shared it. I was like, that's that's kind of funny. That's pretty good. I've had somebody <laughs> tell me that I, my favorite. Why, thing they have goes,
2: too many <laughs> fingers, huh?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All these extra veins.
4: Anyway, I I, I, yeah, I, I never get mad when somebody's addicted to me on Twitter because I'm like, this was funny.
1: You, you're my dumb,
3: f- but. But you're funny. <laughs> yeah, I got one the other day oh, that man. made me laugh really hard that I had to share it. It was a like, dude was like, oh, yeah, you're an Xbox lover because you're black and bald. And I was like,
1: what? What?
3: <laughs> I, was, I, I had to. I, look, I like looked at my phone in, in wild, just like amazement. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. I, that's that's the that's the that's the life of an Xbox man. Boy, right now well, that's that's that's, that's it. I mean, me and George Foreman, Xbox. Uh, <laughs> George Foreman Michael Jordan are <laughs> yes. now an Xbox fanboys. You know? The fucking, fucking Steve Harvey. Michael Jordan me, can't Steve wait Harvey. for a Vowed. <laughs> I really want to hear what Steve Harvey has to say about was <laughs> About how Blake <play> two.
1: <laughs> I, I really want to know.
3: Is. This is a new series. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to do it now. I got to <laughs> do it. Please support just... independent media. <laughs> Help me make the black Ugh. and bald Xbox cast. Jesus Christ.
4: <laughs>
3: uh, oh, incredible. my God.
4: We, we, we know what you'll, we'll make for your ZP character.
3: Oh,
0: that's <laughs> it. There you go. The got <laughs> an
4: Xbox tucked under your arm and a girl in the other arm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> a grill i thought you said a girl and i was
4: like no a grill oh, what's
3: going on with this character <laughs> totally different game oh no uh, re- it's, it's re- wait
0: wait a um i uh before we uh move on to to stuff we've been stuff we've been playing stuff we've yeah. been watching actually stuff we've been enjoying uh i'm gonna go over a couple of those super chats real quick uh SDD. Yeah sdd i'm pretty sure i just said std <laughs> sdd <laughs>
4: i gotta get checked for ai cock generations
0: SDD gave uh support over in ko-fi thank you so much sdd uh, thank you. and then uh ritvik with a five dollar dono thank you so much from the top of the show not sure if this has been mentioned but will stratos be making a comeback in any way either way keep up the good work uh Nick, well we don't know
4: stratos? Uh, uh, stratos was the sci-fi spinoff channel that we start that we got asked to open under the escapist and then promptly told this isn't worth doing, and then yeah, so no, um, no. Much like the However, the, the much requested three mr channel by executives
0: that also they shut down the and threw away. Nick's not uh, better. Don't worry. Nick's not better. Don't don't worry, guys. No I, one's saying Nick's best work
2: was on that channel that got destroyed and from the <laughs> internet. <so. laughs> uh, not better at all. You like,
0: if you liked videos by folks like uh, Java Goodblood, um, can't find them anymore. Sorry. <laughs> no, you'll be seeing videos by Javid on second wind soon because he's one of our full-time employees and so if you've yeah, liked yes. any of our branding, that's been Javed and um just wait until his videos come out. They're gonna be great. so cool. uh King Dad with two dollar down. Oh, thank you so much King Dad, how does spawn on me relate to the ninety seven movie spawn <laughs> um what just what are your thoughts on spawn in general?
3: Spawn is awesome.
2: I mean yeah. John leguizamo <laughs> oh my God uh,
3: is that fat who, clown that was great this this guy like. a fat clown yeah.
2: Super, super dope early uh, black representation. was,
3: in, that, in was that was that was Michael Jai White, right? That was Michael Jai White, oh, yeah. yeah. Michael Jai White again, black dynamite. So that's <laughs> right, uh, automatically <laughs> yeah. spawn on me. Uh, I, I love that. I actually really do like that. <laughs> yeah, it was like a really good cult <laughs> classic it's movie.
0: It's batshit, yeah. yeah. It's so Cape
2: was ahead of its time a thousand percent. Uh,
0: you yeah, we just talked about Spawn right before we went live too because we were talking about uh, the weird right, guest Soul Calibur, yeah. Soul <laughs> Oh How, like, yeah! The GameCube had Link. Uh, PS2 had Hihachi and Xbox had Spawn. I think because yep. he was like black and green. He's not even black and green. He's black and
2: red. Yeah, he like red.
3: He's probably green black Spawn and white. For, like, he, had green, he had green. <laughs> he had green smoke.
0: Green right? smoke. Green <laughs> smoke.
3: The he? green ethereal sure. eyes. Yeah. yeah, He probably had green smoke. Yeah. <laughs> so, know, like, every, everybody on that movie definitely has some green smoke. <laughs> 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 i'll play a 700 pound uh, evil clown sounds great oh uh,
0: yeah <laughs> uh zalno with final dono. thank you so much if anything i hope pal world elevates the non pokemon monster taming games that are actually good like cassette beast and the upcoming beastie ball mm. That's the thing. there are there are a bunch of indie games there's there's coromon there's temtem there's cassette beasts there's uh Monster Sanctuary, there's that, that Moonstone good. Island, Those none of those count? Casey's given a big old No,
2: Monster Sanctuary I like, the rest of them were just very close copies of Pokemon and I think they're bad, sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry Maybe you just don't before, like Pokemon before, I yeah. don't, I said this already <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, there's the Next, next
4: one, Amy's, Amy's favorite one
0: I love it yeah, I mean next month. Alexander
4: McWilliams, has asked whatever happened at Temtem, they're they're still updating it. They just they're promoting their next season right now.
0: Updates take time, time. Sure.
4: I, uh, you know, I'm surprised. <laughs> There's one game that I, th- I thought might get uh, hit with some copyright stuff is Temtem's music. Cause that shit
3: is oh literally yeah, music, music. super close, super close. Oh yeah, it's really? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah.
0: funny. I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching a great video I by this dude named Geno Seven. Who's an incredible mm-hmm. channel? Highly recommend everyone check it out. Uh, but he's uh, he, he he makes essays about games, but he's a musician and he has one uh, video about uh, the the music in Wario Land Four, which is like, oh my god, this game has like the craziest sound design I've ever heard in a game, and he goes into it, and it's and it's true. And his most recent one is about the music that inspired Mother, like so the Earthbound series, and that mm-hmm. is a series that I think the reason Nintendo doesn't want to. Um, like release Mother 3 or really go back to Earthbound is because they realize they will get sued by everyone because they <laughs> stole their music from everyone and it's not mm-hmm. just like underground people it's like the Beatles and the Beach Boys <laughs>
2: oh, Yeah, I'd heard, I'd heard of that about oh, like Beatle covers or something tied yeah. to another series
0: yeah
4: maybe that's Power uh, World Saving Grace like oh if we see this they're coming after us for Mother
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: like
4: so, they, all,
2: they secretly own the rights to the Beatles catalog yeah. <laughs>
0: Mutually oh. destruction. It's beautiful.
2: They just they
4: just bought it with their 190 million dollars and made with power world so that they yeah. can yeah. Them
0: push back <laughs> <another>. <laughs> uh, and then uh, a five dollar dono from our good friend fat cock fat cock welcome it, uh, cock uh, uh, is, that
3: AI?
0: is it an AI it is we gotta check the veins <laughs> um, five <laughs> dollar dono I for one welcome our new machine overlords. Thank you so much, Fatcock. Brad with a $5 dono. Coming from a related technical background, part of the problem about talking about, quote, AI is that it's a marketing term, not a technical term. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: I mean, this, this whole AI, like, generate AI shit is going to go the same way that NFTs and all that just went. It's a new, it's a new fad for people looking to get rich quick. I don't, <clears throat> like, eh. Yep. Yeah. Also, like, the day before had AI art, art in it, and it was fucking funny.
3: I mean, and there's also, like, you know, large language models of a whole bunch of different pieces that go along with stuff that is actually super useful. <laughs> like, people front, like, all of this is all in the same bucket, but, like, Notion pulling in stuff that, you know, when you need to take notes for certain things. There's a lot of integrations, but anyway. yeah. Like you
4: said,
0: it's a tool.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, indie, indie, cool.
4: A lot of indie does, I know, like use it to basically generate concept art and then they take that art to inspire them to make their own art from it. So, I mean, like it has its uses. I think it's just when it, you try to monetize it, like that's when it becomes the big problem.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. When you when you don't add anything to what like it's not aiding you, like you're trying to take whatever it is doing and turn that into a product. That is the problem. Yeah. Those, yeah those like if you use very a very talented a nail, AI movie fine. makers.
0: If you use a hammer on a human, that's probably bad. You're probably gonna get a <laughs> unless you're, unless you're old boy, because that dude's cool. Uh, Beast March, two dollar dono. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening to you, Beast March, and Prinny dude with a ten dollar dono. Thank you so much. All those donations now going towards Adventures Night season four on location in Detroit, hey. in Detroit, in DC. In Detroit, you guys are going to I Detroit now. <laughs> in parade, I certainly hope not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pretty dude, thank you so much for the dono. AI is only bad when it's in something people don't like. Uh, for example, Square is releasing Rebirth soon, and they have stated that they use AI in Foam Stars. That people will still support them regardless. Hypocrisy. That was yeah. that was me reading it. I'm <laughs> I mean, absolutely I... supporting uh you can't stop me from supporting The <laughs> yeah. Foam Stars is
3: actually really fun too. People are going to front on Foam Stars. Just I think Foam Stars fun.
0: is going to be like a legit hit. the The launching
2: on Nintendo uh, should playstation them plus for that is too. a little you know, <laughs> but that's, that's that's yeah. That's just I, mean,
3: well, this, I
2: that's pointed just Splatoon, that out. On, it? Yeah, it's i pointed point is. that out on Twitter. I mean, a Biza like, Foam it, Stars
4: meet yeah. Splatoon. Like,
3: what do we? We're <laughs> really going to by anybody would be a Biza? That's where all the foam parties happen. That's where.
4: <laughs> i'm super curious to see if we have the same conversation a week
3: from now when foam stars comes out someone's going to bring that. it back up someone's going to bubble it yeah. back up for sure
0: yeah uh was that was it, bubble m- back up was that a foam stars was that a little <laughs> foam goof <laughs> foam uh, goofs. yeah
4: mug in the chat asks a question do you think generative ais would ever be used for rpg games or something like that i've seen some rudiment- rudimentary integrations of it into games i mean i, I, I don't, don't like in the conversations that I've heard developers talk and like reading forums and, and Reddit game dev and everything like some of them like some of them do use it for like NPC dialogue because like who needs to write like all kinds of like generic like how was your day dialogue into the game you know if you're making a game with a team of three people and like where are you going to put your budget right and I've, like there was one thread I read today that like was basically like people can be as mad as they want about using generative AI but like it's up to the developers how they're going to spend their money and use their budget. And if they decide to use it, like it's up to you to support that game or not.
3: And that's and kind two, of the answer. <laughs> and two parts of that, like even the the most interesting version that I just saw was that came out of CES with NVIDIA and you talking to the NPC uh, and the NPC basically, you know, talking back to you and giving you other stuff in that way. So that's an interesting layer that is going to potentially be a thing that you see. And like we just talked about in the, in the early parts of the thing only thing that's going to happen is that the technology is going to get so good that you won't be able to figure out what it is. And people are just going to tell you that's in there. Yeah, yep. It's going to just be a part yeah. of the yeah. way it works yeah. and then you just no one's going to say it.
2: It's like auto-tune in the music industry.
3: Yeah. Like none of the <laughs> stuff that you know, like all the the middleware stuff that you see at the beginning of a game, F-Mod and all, not F-mod, but like, yeah, like all the stuff that wanted to be in yeah. there, mm-hmm. it'll be that. It'll just be a thing, and they just won't tell you that AI stuff. Yeah, you'll <laughs> just be hitting the
0: X button. over you go like, let me just jam through this. I don't want to yeah, see a, these logos. A
3: thousand percent, A thousand percent. You
0: just wait; it's gonna come out, and it's gonna be like, oh, uh, uh, both uh, Baldur's Gate three and Tears of the Kingdom used AI. <laughs> <Everyone> <laughs> the internet's gonna be like, no, you are the chosen ones.
3: And then you know, you're gonna set. You're gonna do not gonna, 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 gonna buy it. You're gonna buy it anyway. So don't fret. I'm gonna still buy it. I'm gonna still
0: buy it. Nintendo. <laughs> you're fine. Nintendo, you're you're fine. Lifetime pass. You made Donkey Kong. <laughs> you you you're know, good.
3: Right. Oh, did I tell
2: you uh, Donkey Kong? He's AI. Don't. <laughs> oh, no. He's
0: got, he's got two ties. Like, What's going on? Are ties?
4: Marty, all your, all your dungeons in Zelda are
3: going to be you generated these by bananas. A these bananas have extra <laughs> fingers. I don't want to hear about
0: right <laughs> uh, uh Kyle, is there anything you've been playing lately that uh, has stuck out to you? Anything you could talk about? I know. I'm sure you're bargoed up on certain stuff, but. Mad bargos. Been, been
3: uh, tickling me uh, fancy. Uh, uh I'm playing I'm I'm playing something not weird, but something that is a little bit off book for me. I'm playing a ton of um, Predecessor, the, oh, the Paragon remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm playing a ton of that, screaming at everybody for not knowing how to lane properly. Uh, I'm mm. playing that a bunch. Uh excited about the uh, of course excited about Tekken. I'm a big fighting game fan hyped hype for that kind of stuff. Playing a ton of MK, MK1, so I'm doing that on a nightly basis. I haven't found that game yet. That is my uh, my go to bed game, like I used to have, because mm-hmm. there's like a thing that you would usually play right before then. What did used to be? Uh, I used to play a lot of horror games right before bed. Uh, cause that I'm sounds weird. Like a bad idea. <laughs> a I'm, nightmares. I'm, I'm a weird. I'm a weirdo anyway. Because I love I love like super Twitter's horror not scary
0: enough.
4: I need horror games. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where are these veins coming from? <laughs> um, but like, you know, like I play stuff like uh what was I what was I playing before? Um I don't know. It was it, i play a varied amount of things that are like short bursty mm-hmm. games, but predecessor right now is the thing that I'm waiting for. It's that's also still in early access and waiting for that to come out. Principers are jumping bit in and out of that a a ton. Mm. Uh I still play Call of Duty and and get some games into that before before going to bed and stuff. So it's like Anything that is competitive, I will try to kind of get a couple of games in or go. That's probably the worst thing you can do because you're spiking your adrenaline up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I need to feel like Salt salt makes you sleepy real quick.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Take a mass to sleep. I don't want to see this stuff happening. And I tried. I tried
4: one round of predecessor. I got my ass handed to me. And I said, oh, I'm done with this. Yeah, I, I will teach you.
3: I will teach you. I need more people to play I, predecessor. I, I tried.
4: I tried like chat half a chat. will remember when I had like a two week span. Like tried Dota, and yeah. I like slightly was like, oh, I kind of like this. And then I got into like the real matches. Like I don't like this at all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, love it uh is there is there is there anything on the horizon that you think might be like like what's your what's your what's your thing what do you think is going to be your big thing this year like are you looking, even like if you're talking about call of duty like is there any like upcoming multiplayer things like are you looking at marathon and being like ooh, that might be that might be for me
3: i really i mean i really do want to know what that thing is like i'm dying <laughs> like i thought the finals was going to be it and then it wasn't um so I was kind of really disappointed with the finals and it had nothing to do with the AI. So it was more about the actual way the game, the way the game plays. <laughs> uh, but like really excited for the, you know, Hellblade 2 stuff that's going to be dropping soon. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, 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 I'm i actually really excited for the new WWE 2K24. Ooh, uh, really? I mean, I, I love wrestling. I've, I've been a big wrestling fan forever. Uh, I think that game is getting a lot better, even though it has a ton of faults in it um there's a game that is not getting a lot of press right now but i really want to know more about nightingale mm-hmm. that that yeah, game is dope yeah. that'll be
4: a, that'll be another big hit on release another <laughs> big survival
3: crafting <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so that's something i'm really <laughs> excited for i'm like man can me give me give me some more info on that kind of stuff um i just did a
4: big preview on it
3: go did watch they? that yeah oh like i'm a 15 oh, I'm minute preview gonna go. oh damn I need, I need to go watch that um yeah and I, I really did get excited about a lot of the stuff that's coming out from, uh, you know the develop the Developer Direct that we had from mm-hmm. Xbox the other day. Um, you know, there's some PlayStation games, some that I worked on and some that I didn't that are going to be coming out that are that are exciting to to see where they're going to land with those things. They're supposed to be coming out this year, uh, or, or at least hopefully sometime in the next year and a half, two years. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: we uh we we did a live watch along to the Developer Direct and it's I think it's really cool. I, a I think they've like nailed that format yeah like that format is like super fucking cool um yeah. and so big big fan of that the games are cool and i like starting the year off with that and being like oh this is like a little like taste of what we're gonna get this year and you know there's all the scuttlebutt online that uh um, sony's gonna be putting on a state of play at some point in the near future like mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff's kind of leaking and so everyone things that's coming soon nintendo always does a big uh a big february uh direct and maybe we'll see the next switch there so it's like it's cool to kick the year off not only with like a bunch of games like big and small Indian triple a, but then also like getting a little roadmap for what's going on over the next, you know, three months, six months, year.
3: Like a thousand percent. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be again, another good year for games. Like, I don't think that we're going to be in a space where we're in a drought like we did a couple of years ago. We were like, man, I really would really play. And there's something really good. There's mm-hmm. all these small pockets of fun stuff. And then we're going to get some surprises. I feel like it, it has to happen. It hasn't been yeah. a year where we haven't. Yeah, um, there's and, still a ton
0: of developers that were like what are they working on or even right? like the wonder woman game that monolith is working on being like what is that game because you showed oh, it to yeah. us like four years ago and like it kind of like indie where it's like oh we've known about this for like three years but now we know about it and I feel like oh, we're getting yeah. close to that point with like io's james bond game with the wonder woman game with perfect you know, Dark don't anything like what's yeah absolutely do? with what this next bioshock game might be like
3: oh yeah oh yeah. man yeah 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 uh, there's a lot of stuff i'm just excited to see what's dropping I, I, i'm hyped for for the the state of where the industry is from a game perspective and i think you know every time i wake up and see something new i still get those like dope butterflies of like man i remember when this was two pixels on the screen and a little box going back and forth like i, <laughs> I, I was i was 100%. there <laughs> when seeing that stuff uh and now
2: we get a chance to see all the cool stuff
0: yeah uh casey what are you even playing playing watch anything good
2: uh, I did start that new Netflix series talking about algorithms and AI, et cetera. Uh, the brothers Swin, right? Like has a uh, stars, Michelle, yo, and um, two guys. I have never seen in anything else before, but uh, I've watched like the first two, three episodes. Uh, it's great so far. It honestly feels. Um, it feels like an early Netflix series in that sort of um, <clears throat> it doesn't have that weird, uh house style that some of the recent like bigger budget movies seem to have like like that kevin hart movie lift came out recently and that is like the brightest movie i've ever seen in my life i don't know what the hell happened there (laughs) but it's just so bright every single scene is bright as shit but uh the brother's son is like it feels a little more like it reminds me of like a lower budget daredevil almost Cause like mm. it's action scenes are actually very well choreographed. Like they're, they're like oh, yes. real gritty and down to earth, but like, it's, it's funny. Uh, the conceit is really cool. Like essentially this, um, this Taiwanese uh, crime family uh, essentially has to go and collect the other half of their family because the mother and a younger brother have been hiding out in America for like years and years and years. And now that some big shit has gone down, the son uh, is leaving to go and basically get them and like protect them. But then all of that, is chasing uh him to america and so like the mom michelle yo who is like you know she's been living kind of a suburban life but she's like down for the cause and mm-hmm. is very doughy completely uh does not know anything about his family history um teen like college age uh kid is now finding out about his family history like seeing all this death and destruction and like okay i'm part of the mob now like <laughs> it's really really funny and entertaining to kind of see that dynamic um and it also has like really cool heartfelt things because like the brothers don't know each other. Like they were together when they were like really little and now like they're being reintroduced to one another. And like it's that sort of, all right, we're supposed to be family, but we're very different people. And like how do we find you know, that middle ground between us? So like I'm enjoying uh, all parts of it as of right now. Hopefully um, it doesn't end on like a weird cliffhanger thing because <laughs> I'm worried something like that won't get like a bunch of seasons. <laughs>
0: Netflix has never uh, killed somebody. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you possibly have to worry about? By the way, we are out of money because we bought uh, wrestling.
2: So sorry. I'm going to charge you more. Uh, like, I knew I couldn't trust The Rock coming back. Like, that just seems fishy. <laughs> they were like, oh, we don't have money to pay this duty. <laughs> that is the uh, head of the table. We know now. Uh, oh, and outside of. Uh... No, go ahead. Head.
0: No, nah, I was going to make a dumb
2: accent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, saved no. me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, then outside of that, like I've, uh, cause I'm working on a, I'm going to be working on a video for it, but I went back to Wanted Dead. Um, that game is still as, uh, as ridiculous as I remember. Like it is so bad and good. Like it's, it's breaking my brain. The more I think about it. And like, every time I go back and think about it, I'm like, I have more to say about it. Um, I'm like, I'm close to 800 words on the script. I've been writing. I've been writing the script for like three days. I know I'm nowhere near finished, so I'm worried that this video is going to be way too fucking long because <laughs> there's so much is that I just have pent up about. You got to have ahead. the it's karaoke interlude halfway through. True. Like that's yeah. in the script right now. <laughs> that's in the script right now. I love it. But um, like I, I mean, I'll spoil a little bit of the video because I, I wrote about this previously as well, but um. The thing that really like hooked me uh, initially and then kind of built the rest of my love for this game around it was the meta mechanic of its combat. Cause like it has a very, very basic surface level combat system where, you know, it's a third person shooter, but then you can hit the button out of uh, aim down sights and actually swing the sword and then swinging the sword with a specific timing Plus pressing uh, the Y button will throw pistol shots into the middle of your combo. So like mixing up that time up, that timing gives you slightly different combos, but there's not a lot there, but then there's the special, which then turns every single person in the room into like a blinking state, which lets you do executions, right? So you have, and, and the thing about it is like when you hit the execution button, anyone within your line of sight that is blinking and vulnerable will be executed. Like the main character will fly halfway across the room or shoot halfway across the room and she will just kill upwards of eight, 10, 12 people in the room that you've managed to line up into like this perfect cacophony of vulnerability. (laughs) (laughs) And like, so the game turns into like this kind of metagame where like, I don't care about the fight. I care about making this chain as big as possible. So I'm going to do just enough to get everyone in this room blinking, fire off that big special so that I get whoever else I haven't touched yet, and then watch like my reward, which is just a super long train of uh, kill animations play out. And like, I'm addicted to that. That's cool. And then you that get to awesome.
4: that second boss fight and he's a pain in the ass and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped the game there, Casey. And you, you, got do it. you got filtered, dude. I couldn't do it. Nope, it just it's just it's, it's, it's not the best design game in the world. I'll, I'll, it's horribly designed. I get the not, appeal. I get the appeal. But man, there is not this. There's, there's, there's
2: something there.
4: That game plays like the original Ninja Gaiden. And I tried to play that and I hated that, too. Oh, yeah. You
0: are absolutely you and Jacob Geller are on the ground floor of Wanted Dead was always good. <laughs> Ten years from now, people are going to go back to the two of you and be like, "These were the only one, These were the only ones who got it in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else didn't know what we had." It's just like God hand. It's just it's gonna be one of those games. Ten years later, people can come back to. You. Yeah, I,
2: I hope something else comes from uh, Soleil because I think on one the next thing could be equally as insane because this this game should not exist. Honestly, the stuff they put into it does not make sense, and they did it on purpose. I feel like truly, <laughs> like, they, they don't have, get they this had
4: by. None of none of that. I mean, like playing that game feels like I'm playing Ninja Gaiden, Persona,
0: and you know, like John Wick all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> they were just like Power World, where they're like, these are all the things we like. Just put them all in the game. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah.
4: it's literally what they did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> KC, the, um, the 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 man of many tastes, including Wanted Dead and Power World, <laughs> doesn't know if they're any good or not, but he still likes them.
2: <laughs> no, I know that they're bad,
0: but they're they're also good. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. We can have both.
2: Oh, but that's yeah, pretty much I wanted dead and
0: humanity in 2023 so that's
2: says i just sold them on wanted dead I, I will i will preface this that game is not for everybody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> don't be mad at me if you're like this is actually garbage
4: because you're probably right The fir- like yeah if you can get past the first mission you'll probably end up sticking with the game i got past the first mission and i was like okay what's going on this is weird i kind of have to just keep seeing where this is going that first mission is terrible Terrible introduction to the game,
2: Casey. It's not great. (laughs) It's on purpose. It's horrible. I don't think it's on purpose. You you, you need to. I mean, it's like most games, right? Where like the combat doesn't really reveal itself until you unlock some more moves and stuff. It's also weird combat. Like it is. You need to like (laughs) reprogram your
0: head because it doesn't play like other. But that that first
4: mission goes on forever. It is a long
3: mission. Yeah, it's pretty lengthy. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's
3: It's not. It's not fun. (laughs) 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 Now I'm gonna go. I've got to go play this tonight. I gotta go back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give you it, it a shot. I gotta Come go on, back in. I played a little bit of station. it and then I gotta go back into it. Yeah.
0: Stealth Station? Yeah. Uh, Nick, what have you been <laughs> playing outside of the first level and a half of Dead?
3: <laughs>
4: Uh I've been playing a lot of Infinite Wealth, Like a Dragon, or Like a Dragon. Yeah. Wealth. Um Really, really like it. I mean, I really like to like a dragon. Um, so this is scratching all of that. Uh, story is finally getting to the interesting stuff and I'm like eight chapters in. Like, There's always a part in Yakuza where like it's kind of bullshitting itself all the way up until a certain point and then the shoe drops and then it gets really like dramatic and and like tension and all that kind of stuff. And I've kind of hit that point finally where like I'm in like the the part that I guess I really like where like the crime syndicate stuff uh, and all that. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm still really enjoying it. I was actually going to. Thought about maybe doing a video, but I don't think it's it's enough content to do a video for a bite size. But basically they added a feature in that I freaking love in infinite wealth and like every JRPG needs it going forward. Is What's that? when you're once you level up enough, there's enemies that like yep, turn blue. Mm-hmm. and you just run up to them you click l2 the and it
0: just beats the shit out of all yeah, them yep
4: Yep. you just say click beat the shit out of them
0: and, <laughs> and then you keep I, going on
4: your way and i'm like this is
0: great i can just grind I, and i can click this button. this is the most i've ever agreed with you on anything <laughs> years we've worked together. Yes. Persona, persona i don't know if they'll ever get there but persona does that eventually Oh, you know, like where you nice. level up enough to where you just literally, and it's so cool and stylish when Joker does it. Cause he like fucking slow, he like cuts through all the enemies and they're there in slow motion. And then they do the thing where like their top halves like fall oh, off.
4: Yeah. Just win the yeah. uh,
0: Earthbound does the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's sick as hell.
4: Yeah. It's and terrible. I, also, I like unlock the surfboard, uh, each and mm-hmm. let me tell you, doing that automatic beat the shit out of them button with a surfboard with jet engines on the back of it is fucking Feels hilarious. Good. Good. Yeah, <laughs> real good. yeah. so I've uh, yeah I've been enjoying that, and then uh, uh, I, weirdly enough, I Paul World has awakened something in me. I was like, I just want to play oh, a power oh, World. I, I want to play. <laughs> I just want to play a game that I can turn my brain off a little bit. before I go to bed like farm sim or something like that and I just Mm -hmm. I've never been able to get in the Stardew Valley I don't know why I just have never been able to like I've been thinking about playing maybe Animal Crossing but uh but the one game that's been in my library for years now that I'm like all right I'm gonna finally try it uh is Kinsey that game from former Fable developers Mm. uh heavily pixel art and it's basically it's a life sim and like your characters age as you play so eventually they die and you move on to your next generation of family is your new set of characters. Um, I, I opened it up of last night thinking like I'm going to play this for like an hour and then I played it for like three hours nice. and uh. the dialogue at the immediate start of the game hooked me like that fable writing was right there and I was like okay there's there's something here and then I just kept playing and like the discovery aspect is really good like the there's turn-based combat in it which I really enjoyed <laughs> so uh, I definitely plan on, the, at least I'll probably stream that for the editor's backlog next week as a game that's like, this surprised me. Like I knew, I knew I was interested in it, but I didn't know how interested I'd be in it.
0: Nice. Yeah. I remember they came out at the end of the year, a few years ago, I think the end of 2022. Um, yeah.
4: Yeah. It was in early access for quite a while and then finally mm-hmm. hit 1.0. And they're still updating it. So. Hell yeah. Uh, but awesome. yeah, like if you wanted to know where like the former fable devs went, like the, the goofy, like British, British humor is all in there. Nice. So. Yeah, I highly recommend that. But yeah, so I mean, watching. Peter Marvel. Molyneux
0: up to you. Do you think he's playing Power World? <laughs> I
4: think he's trapped in that cube. He just, he just. What, he he not out of that cube? He finally just disli- disli- oh. or delisted a uh, uh, goddess. No, no.
0: What do you make?
4: Goddess and Goddess Wars.
0: Jeez. Are oh, you whatever. trying to say God of War?
4: But you just. Yeah, the last of us. <laughs> no, no. He literally, he made, he was like making goddess. And then he's like, oh, I'm tired of making this. So I'm going to make a little multiplayer version of it called Goddess Wars. And nobody played it. What a time to be alive! It's yeah, still in my out. Steam library, <laughs> but you can't buy it anymore.
0: Shout out, oh. shout out to Peter Molyneux. You're, <laughs> you're doing well out there. I hope you got you're those right. big ideas.
4: Yeah, but yeah, just, uh, just catching up. Still watching Yellowstone. I'm like halfway through season three.
0: How's Kevin Costner doing? He's doing all right. Mm, he's doing all right. Yeah, he <laughs> he runs that show. You ever see and, the Bodyguard? The
4: movie, he, The Bodyguard. No, I, there's a Netflix series called The Bodyguard, nope. too. of like a, talking about The Bodyguard. Ooh. Yeah, I
0: think that's, that's a different Bodyguard. <laughs> what a movie. That is the movie. The Netflix show is pretty good, <laughs> too. <laughs> also, I'm sorry. I just really want to talk about The Bodyguard. I've never Whitney found
2: a place to do this. Whitney Houston? <laughs> Did you, Whitney Houston? Didn't they? I saw a thing that said that uh, when Whitney Houston died, Kevin Costner uh, essentially said that he, he admitted that he was like in love with her. <laughs>
0: and yeah, like he, yeah, he was like
2: married the whole time
0: and <laughs> you're like oh
2: yeah I get it dude
0: yeah 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 totally <laughs> I, I completely understand also Same. Bodyguard written by Lawrence Kasdan the writer of The Empire Strikes Back get out of here what, what? Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Lawrence Kasdan who knew he was a little horn dog Wow, <laughs> he well, in love. What do you mean? He had his the sister kissings and Empire like there. Yeah, you got his sister kissings and He's like, no, I need to Kevin and <laughs> Whitney together. I've been dreaming about this. I need to write something for the two of them. Are there, <laughs> I
3: gotta make them fall in love. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs>
4: uh, speaking of Netflix, we uh, what's our Casey? What's your read on Khalif? Uh, I, I don't know. If, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Marty. I guess you've all watched Avatar: Airbender. Like, what do you think of that trailer? Oh, that
2: trailer. I thought it looked um,
4: way better than I was expect- expecting it to. Mm-hmm.
2: Th- that's the thing. The M Night Shyamalan, like the first trailer, looked good, good as hell, really good. Yeah. Oh, and then the movie came out and was like ah. But at the very least, the combat in this, they it looks like they actually uh, tried at the <laughs> at the very least. And I will say, like the the way it's framed, and it this just could just be like my nostalgia. Like I something did move in me. Like when I was seeing like, you know, the scenes kind of brought together in like a different format. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe this will be good. But I got to be honest, I just want more animated avatar. Like, I don't <laughs> want this really. I'll watch it, but I really just want more animated avatar. The only thing that bugged me about
4: that trailer was the, the actors v- seemed very stilted. <laughs> it
0: might have just mm-hmm. been the trailer. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that because we're coming off uh, one piece where I thought the actors were so charming. And like, yeah, I love the yeah. chemistry. Like that won me over, even not having watched the anime. Um, so I feel like it's going to be in the shadow of that. Yeah,
4: aang Gang literally sounds like a baby. <laughs> he
2: think, supposed to be like a little He's like twelve like or
0: something. I, I, I
2: think it's like that kid is like an actual trained martial artist. I think yeah, that's part pretty, of them, right? Like oh, they really? didn't get like a cool. child actor; they got like a martial artist. So that's cool. Maybe he'll grow into the role. Yeah, mm-hmm. it yeah takes it a Daniel bit. Radcliffe was mad awkward He'd when he started see, those, Harry Potter. All three of those kids. kids. What's wrong with all you? Yeah, yeah, yeah all
4: I, I mean, that, it might have just been a me thing. I can't. I couldn't remember how old they were in the show, but. It,
0: yeah, I, he was like a little baby. Yeah, he's he not, not like a, like a baby. baby. He's 12 like when a, he comes out of the ice. Yeah, or, he's 12. Yeah. 112. <laughs> 112. <laughs> <laughs> he's well actually yourself.
1: Just to beat
0: anybody who's good at you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, I've been uh, uh, I've been watching uh, True Detective, the new season, Night mm. Country. How was it? Mm. Super good. Ooh, it's good. It's good. I'm a, I, I was a huge fan of season one. Season two is like one of the weirdest and worst things ever made. Back <laughs> in season three with with Mahershala, and then this one's this one's doing it for me. I like Alaska in the middle of the winter, where it's thirty days a night. Great setting, great sense of place. Jodie Foster just batting like batting a thousand. Like mm-hmm. I miss Jodie Foster. I think we forget that Jodie Foster is like one of like one of the goats. And she's it's pretty true. much just playing like an older You're right. Clarice Starling. Like she's pretty, I just pretending it's Ooh, just yeah. her from, from sounds of the lambs, like all old and grizzled and like a Minnesota Vikings fan, which is great. Probably <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> love it. Uh, yeah. And then it's, uh, it's all written and directed by Issa Lopez who did this, and uh, this Mexican filmmaker who did this incredible uh, movie called Tigers are not afraid, a horror movie like mm-hmm. five years ago. And she's, she's super cool. So things are great. It's only five episodes. Which I'm like, great. You're going to be out of my life in a month. This is perfect. I love it. Um, so, I've been really digging it two episodes in. And uh, yeah, like Nick mentioned, also playing uh, more Like a Dragon, trying to finish it before Persona 3 Reload comes out, knowing I'm probably not going to because I'm taking my sweet ass time and just doing all the side quests because I love Ichiban and I never want to leave him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wrote a piece. Uh, I linked it earlier, but it's here. Uh, column, my impressions about the game. Uh, this one's open to everyone, it's not locked behind the file or paywall. So, uh, y'all can check out why I can't stop doing side quests in that game. Nice. Uh, Masters of the right. oh, yeah. Air drops and. Two days as well. You day. need to watch. You, you're not. You're legally not allowed to watch unless you've watched Band of Brothers beforehand. <laughs> yeah, that HBO is going to give you a little quiz beforehand. See. They're what not even doing? connected. Which of these members from Friends were in there? What are you talking about? Say more.
2: Yeah, isn't it the <laughs> same? <laughs> same characters. <Yeah. yeah>, <laughs> like the WW2CU.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the multiverse of Warlord Two. Yeah. Uh,
1: those uh, same
0: characters. Uh, Funny. I, re- I rewatched we're, we're almost done with this I rewatched Killers of the Flower Moon And at one point uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio gets in some trouble And uh, a, a law officer Is sent after him and he was sent after him By J. Edgar Hoover who Leo also Played in a movie and so I like <laughs> to think That he's like Kang and there's just a bunch of Leos out there trying to fuck each other over <laughs> But yeah that was my thought uh, Yeah you guys uh, we, can, we can wrap things up there ah. It was incredible of you uh, to join thank us today. Uh, where can folks find you? What should folks know about the Spawnies? Uh, how can folks uh, support you? Uh,
3: first of all, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I oh, had yeah, we a, have, we have a, a hell of here. a blast tonight. Yeah. It was super, super fun to be able to rock with y'all finally. Uh to drops usually every Monday, like 6 a.m. For the, for the folks on the East Coast, now that I'm on the West Coast. Uh, so please check us out on all the podcast platforms out in the world, especially on Spotify, because that's where we do. You get to see the video versions of our show. I kind of fell off the YouTube version of it, so I put them up on Spotify. So we do our show weekly on Thursday evenings around 6 p.m. PST. Uh, you can check us out at twitch.tv slash spawn on me to go check out the live version of the show. Uh, the Spawnies will be dropping on February 29th. I'll even show you a sneak peek. We finally got our new trophies in. Ooh the the spawnies will be dropping on the 29th of february uh at 6 p.m. pst uh, so come by and check us out uh on twitch the front page of twitch will be there and i'll give you a little bit of an exclusive uh we will be having this year it'll be simulcast on ign as well so oh, wow. nice so yeah, yeah <laughs> that's a huge deal for us uh it'll be on their twitch and their youtube channel so while we're doing it here on our channel on, on Twitch uh we'll be doing it there as well they'll be rebroadcasting our stuff live while we do it there which is a big deal for us and again like I, I, our show was a lot of fun i hope folks come by and come and hang out and check it you know our our viewership numbers have been really good like over 300k per show uh for a, a baby show out of nowhere is great in terms of our numbers uh and this year we have a, an amazing uh, a grammy nominated artist will be our music performer for the year. Uh, we'll talk more Ooh, about that wow. in February. Uh, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. I, I I really do have a blast doing it. I think we're doing something very special outside of even the conversation around the DEI layers up. I think we get a chance to celebrate games in a way that is fun. Feels feels like, you know, if you feel like you got a chance to understand a little bit more about me through through our conversation tonight, that's what the show is. It's, it's a lot of that. Uh, and we'll be doing it again over at the, our friends at Kind of Funny Studios. We'll be, we'll be doing the show live there again. Uh, so thank you again for having me. Thank you again for, for letting me rock. And, and anytime you need me, I'm, I'm, I'm down to come back and
0: the rest of the Yes,
4: yeah. please come back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Always yeah. have a good time <laughs> talking with you.
3: Thank you. Man. Yeah,
0: and like we, uh, yeah, like we said, uh, any of any, uh, you in the audience, and, and God knows we, you know, uh, who were talking about the Game Awards, and being like, we could do this, this could be better. We can, we can do this differently. You gotta show up. You gotta you gotta when someone's doing something differently, you gotta show up. Put your money where the mouth is. So uh Mm. yeah, stoked to uh stoked to see that. So uh Casey, where can folks find you? What should folks check
2: out? Uh as usual, all over the internet on social media, you can find me at Sigma Gears9. Um, I also do a weekly podcast. Uh latest episode is up on my Twitch, uh The Sigma Show. Check it out over there. You can listen to it on all your podcast listening services as well. Um, my fiance and I are still going strong with our uh, Friday night uh, wedding fundraiser. We'll be trying. We'll be getting married in 2025, and we're doing f- encouraging fun challenges to add wrinkles into our wedding planning. Uh, as as viewers hit donos, so that's been really fun so far. So far, actually, my son has to dress as Yoshi for our engagement photos. I have to dress as Wario, and they're working towards getting my uh, fiance in a Bowser costume. So, <laughs> so that's how that's going. I like um, whoever's
0: going to take these pictures is like, what is going on with this? Video? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's
2: going to be an all day thing now. Um, outside of that, uh, should have uh, some videos and regular streams throughout the week that you guys can check out. Um, I don't think there's any breaks in the schedule this week. So just look forward to all the usual stuff. That's pretty much it.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Nick.
4: Uh yeah, I'm working on uh my first video for Second Wind and first video I've edited since twenty seventeen when I did the Divinity Original Sin structure for that documentary. So uh it's got some got some rust to get off my gears here, but uh coming along good, I think showed Marty and Omar today. They're pretty, pretty happy with it. So I'm like, yes, I still know what I'm doing. The old dog's got a few tricks left in him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, make sure uh, to come back tomorrow for a new episode of Semi-Remblematic from Yahtzee. And then Friday, Friday's the big day. Friday's the big premiere day of Chronicle, the follow-up to the Stuff of Legends from uh, Frost. So if you liked stuff of legends, you will love Chronicle. And I've seen the first episode; it is a fucking good time. So
0: yeah, it is sure a great script that. by Frost and an amazing edit by Jesse Schwab. So yeah, check and that
4: then, out. Uh, uh, just two more episodes to go. Of Adventure is not until we're at new episodes. Two more, oh, two man. more weeks. It's
0: so
2: good, y'all. It's That's so good.
4: Soon. Hell so yeah! We're, and then uh, yeah, it's still good. Wednesday, I haven't booked my flights to DC. Yet.
0: I need to do that tomorrow morning, so yeah, you should probably do that. <laughs> yeah, I should probably do that. Uh, I gotta book <laughs> GDC flights, gotta do that. Yeah. Um, and then, and then speaking Paul of Friday, asked to... oh, sorry, no, go ahead. Paul, Paul, that's where his Java stuff. Uh, very soon you will have Java stuff to watch. Hell yeah. Uh, cool. and speaking of Friday, Friday uh, at noon central, we're gonna have a sponsored stream for Star Trek Fleet Command. Uh, this free to play Star Trek game that Nick is gonna be playing, he's gonna be co piloted jack packard darren mooney two resident track heads darren's first stream with us first of many streams don't worry if you miss darren if you miss weekly darren chatting about pop culture that's coming back soon as well so don't you worry about that but tune in i have missed that man friday at, i saw so by uh friday <laughs> at noon for that uh otherwise that'll do it for us uh, for Nick uh, For Casey For Eric On the Wheels of Steels And especially for Khalif uh, Thank you guys so much For joining us For Firelink Episode number 7 uh, We appreciate all your support And your donos And your patronage And everything Just just being a great Rad audience uh, So thank you guys so much And uh, have a great night And we'll see you all soon Bye everyone Bye, Bye.